All right, folks. Welcome back to Sports Goose. I'm Francisco, joined by my buddy Charles. Andrew may or may not join us for this show, so it might be a duel today, which means we will be on lots of tangents and the rants will not end. And we'll eventually start it's talking. Get about, stupid. Yeah, we're, yeah, we'll talk about video games and stuff like that. Who knows? By that by that point, I mean we already started talking about. We we're on a whole thing about comedy shows and Parks and Rec and and Louie and. And, and some other stuff, so, and, and Charles's controversial takes on The Office. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if it's controversial, if it's controversial, or if it's just realistic. Yeah. It's non-conformist, which I, I expect, I, I do expect of you, so I, I, can, I can get behind that for sure. But yeah, here we are, uh, episode 120. We're, we're getting close to the, the 12 episode limit that I've set for this season, so... Only about Can a month. Even with so much has happened. Oh, I mean, are we allowed? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're about to. Let's say we're about four, uh, about a month more of this, and then we'll take our usual break. And yeah, sports, sports happening. Oh, that's right. We're in November. Yeah, man. Wow, it's November, man. I, I can't with it. Listen, man. <laughs> I'm not baked year or anything over. like that. I'm just old. Year you is know. over, man. Another year has passed by. We're almost done. You can go to Prani's Hockey Road and get the stuff, you know, from last year. While you still can before it all becomes 2021 stuff, you can get buy that stuff, man. They got the lowest prices, the biggest selection of clothes out in prior products. Get your hockey gear. There's some hockey stuff happening. <coughs> I can talk a little hockey today. Hockey stuff did happen over the last week, and we got to address it because we addressed it last time. But we'll we'll get into that with the whole Chicago Blackhawks thing. NBA's rolling along. Jimmy Butler has uh, titillated me quite so, and I am very yeah, happy. Yeah, he's not even he's not even teasing, man. Yeah. He, he's like Jimmy Butler for us, and I'm just gonna start with this as since Andrew's not here, so I can go to TBMA yeah. to a degree. Yeah. So Jimmy Butler has been like those late night texts, you know those late night texts, folks. Those late night texts, y'all haven't met up yet, but you know <laughs> it's gonna go down a bit. And then like y- y'all just skip dinner. That's what Jimmy Butler has done this season. <laughs> Jimmy Butler has been like, nope. And I'm like, what? Ugh, the Miami Heat. What's this? Oof, the oh, Miami so Heat. Good. So good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll get into that. The Braves won the World Series, so it's the darkest Yay! timeline for me with regards to being a baseball fan. But... Second best timeline for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess the the baseball gods... Astros are frauds. Yeah. Oh, no. They, they are <laughs> they're complete frauds. This, this actually adds more to the narrative that they could not win a world series without cheating so because this is their their second attempt at 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 getting another one and they couldn't do it so and even in 2019 the nationals were switching up their signs like crazy just to avoid uh houston stealing them so we could even say that even if they won in 2019 we don't even know if that would have been legitimate so there's I mean, I would say anything that has those touchings of that team and Alex Cora mm. is not legitimate. But yet for some reason, Rob Manfred was just as good as his investigatory investigatory powers as Urban Meyer is in scouting who he hires <laughs> in regards to backgrounding whether or not anything happened to it, because we know. We know a Red Sox team that was ass with was it Bobby Valentine? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, that was uh, that was 2012. Yeah, I'm all for the proponent of worst to first. I am not of the proponent of 
worst two World Series champion, no, no matter whom you have on your team, mm-hmm. and I, I just got to take that dick. I just got to take that dick and be like, suck it. Second, mm. that's it. Mm. That, that's where we're at. We're, you know, 180 grand in law school. I have a JD. I have it's the equivalent of a master's, whatever you want to call it, master's jurisprudence. I have bachelors. I have associates, and I'm going to come down to that argument. Like, suck it, suck it, MLB. The <laughs> teams that you wanted to win didn't win. Your vestibular yep. is faulty, and everybody's a fraud. Suck it long and mm. suck it hard. Oh yeah, and we might even get a player strike, so or a lockout. Good, even better. <laughs> better because you know what i have y'all a feeling we will get it though them, i have a feeling it's gonna happen, happen. yeah because y'all gonna pay them minor leaguers a lot more when you want to because now everybody's been spoiled francisco they go a year without real sports right mm-hmm. it was condensed baseball then you give it back to them and i think the viewership was probably higher this year obviously in comparative years and now now you do not have it per se if you take out your major players, but people are so spoiled at home, not in a bad way, but they're spoiled at their home to want to like proceed with certain things and watch certain things that don't watch your crappy, you know, your scrubs, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, because what's the whole point is you're going to be resetting the market. And unlike TLC, where a scrub is a guy who thinks why is also known as a busser, that does not apply in <laughs> the MLB world. The MLB world goes like, Oh, a scrub is a guy who's going to help my viewership. Mm. Um, but that that's for a different conversation. But I, I will chime in on that logic. Oh, yeah. Second. Well, let's let's chime in on this. So this is a conversation. Well, whatever. This is uh, our sports <laughs> show. Charles and Francisco. Yeah, this is, this so. is us. All right. Yeah, we were just talking on the group chat. And then you were, we were just making fun of the whole Chris Pratt thing. And he's voicing pretty much every character. It's a meme. It's been a meme lately since he was announced as the voice of the, the new voice of Garfield, which doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, how to be? You, we spoke of the office. It should just been the guy who voices Stanley at the office, right? It's not a big, sexy name. Oh, I, oh, that would have been awesome. I, I, I that, don't. Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you like your Garfield? You know, that, that's how the questions yeah. I ask myself. You know, Bill Murray did it last time. He didn't. He didn't do a bad job. You know that that yeah. that so made the sense. Too. Trash. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, he was complete. I mean, he, he mentioned it in uh, in Zombie Land. <laughs> do you uh, have any regrets? Garfield. Uh, but yeah. Chris Pratt is the sexy stud now. I I don't know what his voice acting chops are. I what well, he was in the Lego movie, right? And he was in that Pixar yeah. thing. I don't even know. Yeah. I, I I didn't even watch that. Onward, thing, yeah, Pixar. onward. I didn't even watch it, so I don't even know if he sounds just like Chris Pratt, but trying to sound like a like a teenager or whatever the hell. Well, I could kind of get Mario uh, to a degree. Um, because he has that very kind of like optimistic kind of voice acting from the Lego movie. Hmm. I, I, you look, I rather but have I him just, that. I don't want him to of... sound the same as what, what was the guy's name in, in Lego movie? Uh, Ethan, or I have no idea. Some, some, some generic name. I mean, that was the whole thing. It was a generic guy. So uh, like, well, he doesn't have a very distinguishable voice though. That's the thing we have to understand. That's, it, it, he that's, sounds like the everyman with a voice, and that as someone who has that kind of voice too, that's life. I feel we are stuck with it, even uh, though some people tell me my voice is meant for radio. Maybe that's why we're doing a podcast, right? Yeah, well, but um, it, it's not. It, it's not like if you put Chris Pratt's voice and then Bob's voice, I, I would know the difference. Whereas oh, Sean Benjamin, oh yeah, the, yeah, is yeah, so different, and you just know, mm. you just know, yeah, and that's just the consequences of sometimes how you are, but. I can deal with the Mario hyper 
personality and optimism. Oh no, you know that I can get behind that. Sure. Um, yeah. But Garfield, who is basically, I would feel like my spirit animal, except I don't really care about lasagna. It's too heavy. Controversial take: lasagna too heavy. Like, what do we? It, it, it's. I haven't. It's, I, I I will say this: I love lasagna, but I I haven't. I haven't you ever had gone it to an Italian in, restaurant and be like lasagna. I mean, I don't go to Italian restaurants much. I feel like I don't know. Italian seems like the. It's way too too cliche to go to like if you're gonna go out on a date or whatever let's go to an italian restaurant i feel like it's way too cliche i try and look out for for you know other places we'll try the latino place we'll try the asian fusion place but i don't know i i've fallen out of favor and the carbs the carbs kind of do it for me like i i, I, think, I struggle enough I with my weight anyways that i i i yeah. i can't well, justify I, I can't justify eating a lasagna to be you honest you know what gets me a little bit with it um is the fact with lasagna too is the and this is a problem it's the only kind of base food i think i've had that i can have it at a restaurant i can have it homemade from scratch and i can have it from stouffer's and not taste a quality difference yeah and and that's concerning i I think that is legitimately concerning in my i think it's because Because stouffer stuff tastes fine it's the way that i've never and i've never made a lasagna myself so it's one of the things i have not yet challenged myself to do but i i just don't feel like doing it but I think it's the way that you prepare lasagna because, I mean, you prepare lasagna and I would say uh, you prepare it and, and you, it's kind of made to be stored, right? It's made to yeah. be to be eaten over the course of like a week or something like that. Cause you, you, Controversial take, is lasagna a pie? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say so. It doesn't have a crust. It doesn't, I, I, I've never heard anybody. It feels like it does. If it's <laughs> the way it sticks to the pan. I'm like, I'm pushing it like Larry from, uh, or Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm when he's trying to open up the <laughs> impenetrable scissors. Like, that's how it feels. Like okay. No, 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 that's not a, it, 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 I've never heard anybody like mention that lasagna has a, has a crust. I think you need a crust in order to be considered a pie that that yeah. that's how i feel but but i think it's the way lasagna is prepared so it's made to be stored so that's why it's made to be eaten over the course of not just one sitting but various but two sittings. three depressing exactly. sittings exactly so so <laughs> so like you having it on day one piping fresh will feel the same on day six when you got to eat it before it goes bad you know it is the only food i've had where leftovers it tastes fundamentally the same than it would have served exactly so i it just may be the the style and i'm i'm not sure but that, that's i only how I can feel. notice the difference if you do more ricotta cheese versus more beef and i mm-hmm. think i think my stomach likes me if i take more beef than ricotta cheese but i think it tastes more flavorful with ricotta cheese you have to you know? it has to be a, it, it's and and many lasagnas don't strike the perfect balance of of either or you know some are more cheesy, some are more meaty, but I, there's very few that I believe that have <coughs> have uh, st- struck a perfect balance. I mean, my mom hasn't made lasagna in forever, but I mean, I loved it when she made it, of course. But uh, I, I've never found a very foul lasagna. I mean, you put onions in it, of course, I'm going to fucking hate it. What? But... Who puts onions in a lasagna? I don't know. I some some people... 30, 30 I mean, years? it depends on the sauce. It depends on the tomato sauce. Some people might actually stick onions inside the tomato sauce, so... Um, okay, that's weird. You know that it, it just depends on how you prepare a tomato sauce, but but yeah, that's not even weird. It's abnormal. Yeah, that, that's a different kind of thing. 
But oh yeah, uh, yeah. So we we're talking about Chris Pratt. We got him. Chris Pratt. Yeah, Jesus. So, we went so, down that. <laughs> so like, um, put that thing on. Sorry. He's Garfield. Yeah, he's Garfield, and we're like, and I, you know, I sent out a tweet on our Twitter, and I was like, uh, from here on out, the cage with Charles becomes the cage with Chris Pratt, and then uh, got us thinking, who would we have play ourselves if we were to have a sports goofs movie or a TV show? Who, who would be the perfect actor or, or actress, who knows, uh, to, to play as yourself? Or who would you at least want to play that role that you think could do that role justice? Yeah, I, I, mine was easy. Super easy. Yeah. What is it? So, and this is because someone pointed out to me, because this, this actor on a particular show has had many variations of his body type. And they said, you know, you look like this guy from like the first three, four seasons. And then I saw it and now I slick. So you knew me before I used to be Mr. Slickback Lawyer. My hair was just really front down. But then when I started slicking my hair back professionally, then I kind of saw it more. And then the voice is kind of the same-ish to a degree. I, I would say we both kind of have that mid-tone voice. But Rob McKinney, who is Mac in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> is straight up me. Like, shave his <laughs> facial hair. Um, and yeah. we're talking seasons one through five, Mac. Not yeah. fat Mac, though it's debatable when I was a big boy. But I was a big, beefy boy with muscle. <laughs> it was a different kind of fat boy. Um, you can't do Hot Mac now because Hot Mac's just he, – he's just too in shape. You know, Rob McKinney, like, I love him for his dedication for his roles yeah. that he does because he'll do when he got bored. Like, he was like, how can I become, like, the worst piece of crap ever when he got fat? But yeah. then when he got, like, ripped, he's like, all right. And I, finally enough, um, the weight loss I have had – oh, damn, I died. Um, I did have – it was part of it from oh, – what, 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 what's, what's the game of the day? What's the game of the day? Captain today? Toad. Oh, Captain okay. Toad yeah, Treasure yeah. Tracker. Yeah, right. You know, it's like, the best – it really is the best game to play for the show because I don't really need to listen to the music um there is no story and yeah. i would say diablo 3 was up there to a degree because of the mindlessness but you know it was kind of tough when i was hearing the archive radio stuff but treasure tracker is like perfect for this kind of show but rob mckenney because of a little bit of look and likeness especially if you shaved his facial hair in seasons one through three the voice is kind of there too and like i think and the personality works i mean there's the, there's the appreciation for for sports and wrestling there yeah but he's also a little bit incredulous and here's a hot debate um, Mac, out of all of them, is not the worst human, you know, because some no. people would say that Mac is, or some would say like Charlie is not the worst human. Charlie, for all intents and purposes, is a piece of crap. Charlie is like a terrible person, <laughs> it, but it only comes out in spurts. I, and um, I, I like how you've how, you, how you've mentioned Always Sunny because I've been watching a lot of Always Sunny YouTube videos that analyze the show. You know, there's some theories yeah. and stuff like that as to like why Charles uh, Charlie's uh, gotten dumber over over the course of, of the of the show but of course the, the whole point of the show for all of them and it's it's been the way since they started it was to just like their characters become more and more deteriorated more and more extreme versions of themselves to the point where it's just it's <laughs> ridiculous compared to i mean it, it was basically a commentary that's the only one that's had growth which is the weirdest thing well that that was the point because that it was like oh on, on the other shows like friends and whatever how you how i met your mother and all that stuff like that the characters improve or they get to they look better their, their lives get better whereas always sunny was always the opposite you know and of course uh you know dennis is a serial killer um allegedly but, allegedly yes um you know, and Frank's 
<laughs> Danny DeVito's character is great. I mean, the whole show is great. I, I mean, I love the show. I adore the show. It's 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 probably my. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably my most fi- like my favorite comedy on TV ever. Like I like Seinfeld I, and all that I stuff, but I appreciate its longevity. But Seinfeld's tough. Yeah, I, I I appreciate like I like Seinfeld and stuff, but I I like the absurdity of Always Sunny. I like how like they they go there, you know, and and yeah, and I my non sponsor may actually may actually stir some controversy too for 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 this week, but uh, and it's going in that sunny. same vein. It's always sunny. Makes you laugh at things that you know you shouldn't be laughing at. Of course, and that's the beauty of it. That's <laughs> the beauty. And of it. Like my like my the, my. The, the pull episode. That's all I keep at. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I shouldn't laugh at that. I laughed hard at that the minute Danny DeVito went down that slide for two reasons. Because of his ha, 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 ha. And the fact that Charlie played him was even better. Because Charlie usually never plays Frank like that. And then also the end results of when he got into the pool and things that the people were saying. My my, my dad, like, I, I got my dad to love the show. Like, it's just, it's so ridiculous. I, I could, I imagine that's hard. Uh, with his kind of background. <laughs> no, my dad. I mean, my dad liked The Office and all that stuff. But I'm like, I, the, the, I, 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 and I wanted him to like the show. And I chose one episode in particular to introduce him. It was the one where they go out Which to dinner. Episode? They go out to dinner. The gang yeah, goes out to dinner yeah. at the fancy restaurant. Uh, and Mac and Charlie. But there's, are, like, there's are, like three. Yeah, well, there's the one where Mac and Dennis are having their like monthly dinner at the fancy Italian restaurant. And they're staring at each other, right? Speaking, yeah, yeah, spe- yeah, yeah. Speaking of Italian restaurants, and Frank and Charlie had their own little dinner, and then Dee was there by herself with the Groupon or yes. something like that. That, that. that episode was funny. Yeah, that was um, the one that I got to introduce I, him to the show. I thought I thought you meant the pie episode. Uh, no, 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 not not that one. Not that one. <laughs> No, I, I I I chose one specifically. I'm like, it's not that raunchy, but it perfectly encapsulates the gang. So that that was that was the one that I chose. Um, See, if I had to start my parents, like my my parents would hate it. My father, I don't know if he would laugh or not. My mother would probably. I don't know. They're weird because they'll laugh at the weird stuff and then they'll like won't laugh at the weird stuff. But I would have to do the Maureen Ponderosa wedding. <laughs> I, I think I think that's good for anybody who doesn't really know what the show's about to see because it is the most like obtuse episode to a casual viewer. Yeah. And very vague. But anybody who's watched the show, there's so much that gets resolved in a single episode that has spanned for like five seasons of issues. Because yeah. you have the the um Oil brothers and their weird romantic relationship you have dennis and his problem with maureen you have how for some reason um frank just can't let it go you know what i mean he yeah. just can't let dennis do his own thing succeed and for somebody who that's his child he just can't let it be um and then you have charlie who does nothing but then you also have like the weird humor because if if anybody who's watched the show knows that ryan to me is the most hilarious character um you know, when he just comes like, what are you guys doing here? And he's just dancing. And I've watched the <laughs> bloopers of um, Jimmy. I don't know his last name and what happens there and how they have to like cut laughing because of how he goes like off the script. <laughs> and then it, it's just, it's just all kinds yeah. of good. But I think, it's... cause I remember trying to watch Sonny when I was younger and I couldn't do it. Cause I was like, this is stupid. And then I retried it at like 22. I'm like, yeah, I'm about this. And the episode that really, I think hooked me on is when it goes back to whom the best family in the business, the, uh, the poils um the the when they try to rob the place 
And oh then, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. The only yeah. way, the Paul such, yeah, that was the best one. That was a good one. The only way to save everybody is for Des to seduce the sister, <laughs> and then it just turns out that she played them all. And I'm just like, I, I can't with how ludicrous that is. Because I, I think it's just so absurd, but that really Dennis is the most interesting character because you should hate Dennis with every bone in your body, really on paper. But when he goes and says, "I'm going to do this," and then you're like, "Yeah," and then she just plays him, and then just he comes in drenched in milk. Remember, <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh. he's like, "I see how you've been looking at me." I, I can't contain laughter. So if I had to do a starter from like season two, it's that, and then there's the whole so the foils going like, the foil, I don't know, is it the foil? yeah, I know. It's but you know, st- Ryan stabs him not, and he just stabs him. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, but so that—that's my pick, Rob McKenney. Rob, um, okay. I like looks and like this. He's not white Hispanic, but yet when you think about me, there's nothing. The only thing that's Hispanic about me, aside from my love of Spanish food and Spanish women, is just my last name. You know, yeah. There's nothing about it that has the ethnic traits to it. And I think Rob would kind of get my look going. Yeah. Okay. I. I... I, I I I was having a hard time with this one. I and you might even suggest one for me, because I I, I couldn't really think. I was trying to, like I'm like I, I wasn't finding anybody that looked like me. I wanted and well, I. The problem is I have Francisco with hair, Francisco with no hair. <sighs> it's easier than you think. Okay. All right. All right. But like I was like I I wanted somebody that could encapsulate my personality more than anything else. So it wasn't just based on like looks or anything. I just and I also wanted somebody who was also kind of a comic at the same time, like a comedian. That could... <laughs> My suggestion of you of hair is not a comedian. Okay, and, and someone like uh, that could do a little bit of a deadpan because I I feel like I, I I can come off as serious sometimes, but when I'm like completely off the hinge, I'm off the hinge. Um, yeah. And I chose Hannibal Burris. Okay. To be Obviously, color is not something I t- or something I took consideration into. <laughs> so no, and and uh, that's the, that's the reason why. I, really, Hannibal? Yeah, I feel like Eric Andre. If we're gonna just open Eric it up, Andre, <laughs> because he's so committed yes. to like the, the, to the bit. Yeah, to the if bit. we're just gonna open up the fact that it can be of anybody's shape, size, and color, I, I was just definitely. Gonna that's play. a good one too. I am committed to the bit too. I mean, like the whole Jimmy Butler thing. I am definitely committed to that one. I, I do. I, I do not break kayfabe for that one either. <laughs> I do not at all. So yeah, Eric Andre is a good one too. I didn't even think of that one either. Well, no, no another comedian. I wanted. I was looking at comedians to be honest, because because okay. <laughs> I, I wanted somebody that that could. Um, that that knew that there was a line there with regards to like whatever you were gonna say, and can push it a little bit, but knew when to pull back sometimes. So I was like, and I feel like a comedian could do that. You're also an actor being cast. I mean, I yeah, and I've done acting anyway, so in the past anyway, so it's not like not those kind of acting, you pervs. (laughs) So uh depends on the tapes. Uh so uh-huh, like, all right. we had score scoops. This is with at, this, this, we'll is, a, this is an Andrew less episode for now. So we are off the off off the uh off We're the off rails the grid, here. Right? Yeah, off the grid here, yeah. whatever. And uh anyways, and so I was like, yeah, you know, I, I wanted somebody who could like push the envelope, could also like let people know some of the things he doesn't like and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm like, it had to be a comedian. I feel like comedians do that 
like I've been watching a lot of comedy and stuff like that. Dave Chappelle and Norm Macdonald especially. But I, I you oh, know, man. yeah, yeah, Norm Macdonald, Harold Burris, Eric Andre is a good one though. I, I can see that he, you know, setting up this thing and then and, and then and just going with the entire bit. So that's a good one. But what are the other ones you suggested that could be me? Alright, so with hair. With hair. And, and the reason why I say this is because knowing you, I know short hair Francisco. And then I know like Francisco during epidemic. Yeah. Um or early twenties me when I had like a ton like my hair was long. So you may or may not agree to it, but you know, it's my world, I live with it. So Benicio del Toro was you know coming because i went a little bit into your looks and things like that and, and you know um it, it was just kind of there and we don't see him in a lot of comedies because you know benicio does for anybody who hasn't seen him in traffic watch it he's excellent in it um i i just literally looked at the get up and the great thing about comedians is the comedians right, i'm looking at i'm trying to find him with like a full beard because you know he's got the goatee and all that stuff but and yeah, i can he, i can rock even him shaved but yeah. even him shaved man you know, it's all plausible. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I can, uh, the hair, I can see. I think we have the same hair. We have the same hair. The hair and a little bit. We eye. have the same hair. Yeah, I was like. And, and yeah, the, I think the beard is the same as well. We got that. The eyes are different, of course. You know, he's, he's got, he seems to be squinting in every photo. But yeah. Oh, he's also that's, got them, uh, you know, the very dark eyes. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. Oh, there um, he is with the long ass. Yeah, yeah, I have that same hair. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah, one. So like, that's why I'm like, okay, you know, same like, hair. Oh, yeah, for accuracy. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that for, for sure. <laughs> um, and then like, kind of no hair, Francisco. It's um, so it's the guy from Hostel. Jay something just because uh, of like that's look, the only thing kind of gave to but he's, for this. He's got darker skin, but it's like literally the only thing that popped to me. I'm sure there's more. I wasn't gonna put Javier Bardem though. Granted, I would pay money for that uh, big Spaniard to kind of play you as a comic talking about I've never I've through something before. Because I also took voice likeness a little bit of quality. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, Hostel. So he released in 2005. Hold on one second. I'm trying to find the picture of the cast. Uh okay, so who are you talking about in the movie? Um, the main character, Jay something. I forgot. His uh, name. Jay Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, Jay Hernandez. Okay, there he is, Paxton. Uh, let me look at different photos here. Oh, I I am not that suave. <laughs> I mean, I, I could. Had, I mean, I I mean, I could pull sh- off any look, but. But he had shaved hair at some point, and like yeah. one of the movies I saw him in. It's just. Before no, I mean, look, he's a handsome guy. We're gonna call it out there right now. We understand this, but there was a point where he was like bald. That was like okay. I, I, I think it was because he was like suicide. Okay. Like, he looks, you know, maybe because you know, I mean, you and I are like, the, like we're we're white Latino, right? He doesn't. He looks. Yeah. Li- he's a little more in the middle grade with regards to I the, the know color spectrum. I don't a lot of Nicaraguan actors, man. I mean, oh, what? Um, Nate, hold on, wait a second. Now we're thinking because there's only one movie I think I've and seen. And he was in, um oh. in Suicide Squad, right? Yeah, he was Diablo. Yeah, but, um, he was Diablo. Yeah, there is one man who is, uh, you know, Hispanic, Guatemalan, uh, beautiful uh, Oscar Isaacs with shaved head. Maybe I'll give him that to you. I don't know if he likes comedy, <laughs> but let's see. I got to see him bald. I saw Oscar, him doing it. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I, I see, I see I more see of it. that. I yeah, mean, oh, I yeah. Him with the, I got him with the full beard. Yeah, that's me. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> the I'm beard, more with that. So matches. I recant my thing about Jay Hernandez. Hair can curl. Awesome yeah, guys. yeah, there, yeah. That's a good, and it's 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 all it's all like uh, gray in the front, just like a, my beard grows. Yeah, that's the same. It's yeah. straight up the yeah, same. Yeah, there's just certain right. things. So that that was my thing for accuracy, and then Andrew. I mean, he's not here, so I I wanted him to be part of that game. with that be fun. I I feel like I could cast Jonah Hill as Andrew. Yeah. 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 They're both Jewish. They're both. I think it, they both have the same hair. It's. I think it could. It's not just the hair, but the body language. Yeah, yeah, it, like, yeah. I think it's specifically super bad, Jonah Hill. I think, um, it, but I feel like he could with them. Andrew's very polite, but anybody who knows Andrew, if when he goes off the radar, oh shit, I died. Uh, when he goes off the radar and off the cuff, it is hysterical. Yeah, that's because the outrageousness is like it all comes into it with the the thing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that works. That works. All right. Fun thought experiment right there. Let's go. All right. We went 36. Ah, damn it. I died again. Yeah, we're, we're like half an hour in already, man. We are half yeah, we an hour in. 36. We went 36. And I'm dying on the easiest level. Um, <laughs> Did matters. you? Wait, you haven't played the game at all? At all. You just started it. Oh, no. I've been playing it. Like, I was oh, waiting okay. for Halloween I thought you were start- treaters and oh, playing okay. on my Switch. Oh, okay. I, I'm on episode three now. Oh, I think okay. it was like episodes yeah, yeah so i'm yeah. pretty far into it um i will give my full review when the time comes because i don't like to rate games until it's fully done unless i just know it's terrible and i'm also that person who just spites himself and yeah, just, yeah we'll play it even though i hate it. i like it a lot for what it's, worth. Yeah. it's this look i've played two horror games i, I don't know what the it. what the thing they cut out from the wii u version is i i played the wii u version I, but yeah i think they added in stuff for yeah i know that they added dlc for like toadette and all that stuff so um they have vr in it too oh oh yeah yeah if you had the nintendo I'm labo not a, thingy not a vr guy yeah. All right. Yeah. No, no. No. Don't try the VR stuff on the Nintendo Switch. It's 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 awful. Uh, okay. So like, I guess we should talk about sports. All right. Uh, basketball. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to the NBA. Let's go. We're here. Okay. We, we talked about well, beloved Jimmy. So it's October's ended. So we had pretty much uh, the first two two and a half weeks of the season, and so we got the new NBA foul rules. That's been a that's been something people been uh, looking out for. James Harden hates it. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> he's not getting the calls no more. No, I died. So he's gonna actually have to be a good basketball player. Um, so it's it's been reducing is it fouls. Hard? Is it too hard to kind of hyper overhype teams that you expect to be better and they weren't better? Uh, I mean, is it too early? I, it's too early. I think it's too early right is now. It? It's it's kind of weird, and we're gonna to get to that. But uh, yeah, apparently most people are fans of the of the of the new rules. I saw it was like an eighty seven percent from I don't know which uh, outlet did this poll. I, I like it though. Yeah. Oh no, I'm good. No, it's it's actually bringing back defense. It's less floppy, less soccery, which is kind of the thing that was pissing me off about the NBA was that a lot of players were looking up to soccer players and the way they flop and all that stuff and. Well, this rule was basically for Harden anyway, yeah. because the yeah. guy oh, yeah. literally... No, he made his whole know, entire career on that. This is a guy who has won an MVP. His MVP season was... based was, on that. I don't know. His MVP season was actually not what I would say was the free throw um, situation, because he had some legitimacy towards it. But even the year when I said he should be considered as an MVP, where Giannis got into fraud, um, you know, he, he yeah, right. ended up 
not getting it. You got to ring it on this one. Yeah. But it's like Harden though, like it, it's not even coming to like, it, it's more about, I feel it's not about preventing the calls. It's more about telling the refs that not everything is a foul just because the um, shooter is running to the lane. Yeah. Cause there's a difference between like getting fouled, and, going to the bucket when it's a and, hard foul. Yeah, yeah. And that was the, that was the big emphasis on this rule was uh, they added basically it's it's for the offensive player that initiates the contact. I didn't even know there was the a contact. rule until you told me, yeah. and then I had to research it because yeah. I was not following up on the NBA. It's about the guys who who initiate the contract uh, the contact on purpose. So, so really, yeah. just him. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. It's, it's straight up James Harden rule. <laughs> so so that's that's the that's the, and people thought it would affect Steph, but Steph is still getting like six. Uh, six like six point eight attempts at the free throw but line. That's, anyways, that's people who don't know basketball because Steph is a um, a shooter straight yeah. up. Yeah. Like don't don't come into the that stuff. The only person I can see that being applicable to, but he's not even going to play this season is Kyrie because Kyrie had a few of those because yeah. he likes to go in for it. Right, hold on. Um, All right. So now you mentioned Kyrie. Do you think he would? Re- do, you, do you think he's going to retire? Um. Yeah, I'm just saying it right now. I feel like he. I think the. I think the minute that Brooklyn says we're not paying your contract anymore, then that's it. Yeah. And I don't think any I, I other do – I, I, I don't find any other NBA team that wants to deal with that headache. And... I don't think he's inauthentic. I just think he's kind of stupid. I said it. Like, you guys know my feelings on Kyrie. I've made it very apparent in the last couple of years. I like what he does for the social activism. You know I do. Um, because I think there's a lot of hypocrisy coming into it. He wasn't for the bubble originally or stuff like that. But the minute he's just like, I want to, and it was confirmed, I want to be a voice for the voiceless, was the minute I'm like, this is not your Muhammad Ali Vietnam speak. And for anybody yeah. who, and I always hype on it, it was, you know, Vietnam was a very touchy subject. And he basically, you know, went and said, I'm not going to go die or go kill for people who never said, call me the N word kind of thing, whereas there's problems here. Like that was a very um, reasonable. Charles, yo, you've uh, oh, Charles has has lagged out here, so I cannot hear him at all. So it's just me right now. Charles, you, uh, yeah, no, he, he dropped out. So we're we're gonna we're gonna hold back. I, I can see what Charles is saying with regards to with Kyrie as I'm trying to bring him back into the fold here. Um, for me, Kyrie, I I just I'm looking at it from a basketball sense, and I talked about this last time. I talked about this last time. I'm looking at it from a basketball sense. He hasn't been consequential at all to to the NBA. And so it's like the Brooklyn Nets aren't really losing anything because they've been playing without him this whole time. So, yeah, Charles, you were you completely dropped out there, so I had to call you back in. Um so I uh, I Okay. Just he, Well, where where did I drop on? Okay, so uh, let's let's question. just let's just start with uh, where you were like when Kyrie said I want to be the voice for the voiceless and all that stuff. And that's when oh you know, yeah, you the voice for the voiceless. I felt that was inauthentic because you know this is not your Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Vietnam yeah, Muhammad situation. Ali, and then yeah, the Vietnam. Yeah, okay, and, and I heard then, that part. You know, heard that part. Well, what I said that was almost controversial was and don't try to put this whole my body my choice kind of ad hominem argument that people mm. are making when it comes to vaccinations because. You had vaccinations coming into it, and that's why I've seen in the political sense people try to connect it to um, – they use personal choices. I, I have personal choices that I don't want to go to work. I wake up with a sinus headache. I don't want to go to work, kids, but you still got to go. This is something about health and safety and welfare, and the problem with Kyrie is that he doesn't have the support of his players in the league. 
Um, yeah. The NBA PA is probably going to want him to get at least his guarantees, but I would have, he doesn't have to play per se. And listen, I think there's a different structured argument of, and of course this is me being contrarian, like everything else I do on the show, I feel, but I can understand the, the construct of just because his NBA PA is in here doesn't mean that they're going to be looking at my best interests and the best interests of the league. And I do believe that sometimes people have to go and fight the brotherhood and, and work with it as well. But this is not the coordinated thing where this is true blackballing like it was with Colin Kaepernick. Hmm. Um, and I know it's a different sport and everything like that, but I'm going to utilize it. Why? Because we have that controversy uh, with the um, George Floyd killing that came in where people didn't even want to like, you know, kneel or not kneel and everybody was coming into it. It, it just came down with vaccinations where, you know, Jeff Angotti said it best, and you know how I feel about JVG. I like him even though he's a little bit of Larry David NBA, so go talk to uh, Carl Anthony Towns. See mm-hmm. how it impacts. And now, Kyrie, this is a New York law. This is an L- This is a California law. These are many state laws for mandatory vaccinations. So it's not even so much of the fact that you really get a say into it because the states have not even been delegated from the federal powers. It's from their own state impositions, and you chose to live in the mm-hmm. same when you signed in Brooklyn. Um, and tour and go through commerce that says, hey, you have to get it. So your only other solution is either retire, move out of the country, or, you know, que sera, sera. But yeah. let me ask you this, Francis, because I felt like I've unfortunately um, systematically attacked his approach in a way that I didn't intend to because I do like the guy. Mm. It, it just comes down to, do you feel Kyrie would not be as much of an anomaly if the Andrew Wiggins and the other players who said that they didn't like the vaccinations took the same stance as him? Because I feel like he's alone on an island, but you're not a martyr. You're just kind of like a rip your nose to spite your face kind of guy. You're the like, guy who picks a scabby, you know, it's going to hurt. I feel like Kyrie has, he set himself up for this reaction by his actions from the years prior. And this is before the the, the George Floyd thing in 2020. This is the whole flat earth thing and all that shit. Um, yeah, but, you know. Like, he's already... He's already positioned himself as someone that I, for one, don't take seriously at all. Very true. And so, he is young. He's, what, 26 now, 28? Something like that. Yeah, he's in his, his late 20s now at this point. Right? He's been in the league for a while now. So now I don't take him seriously with regards to that. And he's been so... Inco- he's 29 now. Yeah. He's been so inconsequential to the NBA landscape anyways because he's been injured and all this other stuff, and now he's choosing not to play. He's not a top 15 player, but it's told that he's a top 15 player. Exactly. So so he's been so inconsequential. The Nets have been playing without him anyways, too. So that's they've already kind of planned for it regardless. They got James Harden to kind of fill that hole anyways. That if he retired, I'd be like, all right, he was a, you know, he had that run. LeBron with, won him a title. You know, yeah, he was Le- LeBron's, was he, and, and he, as much as he'll hate this, he was LeBron's sidekick. And that's what he'll be known for. LeBron's yeah, sidekick and then the saying some stupid shit. And then uh, kind of shooting himself in the foot when he was actually trying to say serious stuff. But because of the stupid really? shit you, you said before, nobody took you seriously. We can't even say that he was LeBron's psychic. He was the guy who needed LeBron and Kevin Love to win anything. Why? Because on his own, he didn't make Cleveland nope. into a winning team. That's on his true. own, they did not get to playoffs. On his own, um, right. they couldn't get And yes, of done. course, and LeBron it, needed it him for that too. shot, of course. But but even <sighs> then, I still think that the Warriors, in that series, the Warriors should have won and they didn't. Much like yeah. 2011 when the Heat should have won and they didn't. 
So. Well, everybody needs somebody. Yeah. And it comes to basketball. It's not as much as a one man game as oh, people no. think it is because they've been spoiled with the Allen Iverson effect. Yeah, but um, even AI like, didn't even, AI didn't win it. So you saw he correct. went he went up against uh, Kobe and Shaq and he got game what over. he got one game. That was it. He got one game. And where Kyrie could... didn't elevate um Boston no. when he went there Mm-mm. at all. And remember his first year in Brooklyn was Kevin Durantless and he tried and led to Kenny Atkinson getting fired. So yeah, facts kinda hurt. He's just a very polarizing figure because he was he was one of those few players for those people who like are only into the delay of, and I've seen Kyrie play live, so you can kind of see a little bit of the wow factor, but he's one of the few players um, where I felt like, you got to remember, this was a guy who was drafted to change the franchise directly. It wasn't that falsity that comes in where, you know, like a Colin Sexton who was drafted post LeBron wasn't going to change the franchise, wasn't going to change the landscape. It wasn't those guys, even the, um, the current Minnesota, like the Cade Cunninghams, who is the number one draft pick coming into it. He, you know, we, we don't know. He's just, he's just going to be the best player, best drafted player on that team, but he's nothing like um, transcendent. But I remember he was coming out of Duke and everybody was like, this is going to be the guy, you know, coming into it, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And really it's just a whole bunch of nothings. And some people don't want to be LeBron's guy, but Kyrie right now, it's not so much that he's a headache, but I feel like he's he's kind of like that bro that you kept with for a long time and your wife or husband doesn't like said bro mm. and you got to stay loyal to it. But, you know, at some point you're going to be like, all right, it's got to be deuces at some point. And that's what he feels like to me. And I don't think he's going to come back and play. I, I find him polarizing and interesting, but also 29 with his style of play, his lifespan playing realistically – um, and I'm gonna go f- be facetious here. I want to say about it was only probably about another three years anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Playing something. And he could always do the. Um, and it's kind of funny. We saw Ron Artest here, so the Metal World Peace thing, where he's, he's <laughs> out for like a couple seasons, and he pops back out. He comes back but, after. It's you know? it's a different kind of personality too. Ron Artest had Ron Artest had beef with the league because Ron Artest was at the end of the day, you know, just hardcore. Kyrie, when you're when everybody has a different opinion about you, I think that's more concerning. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense, yeah, it makes sense to me. But I don't know if that makes sense to you guys. Um, as a player, as a influencer, as in everything, because there's not one thing you could say generally about that person when it's good and it's bad. You know, um, when it's the Ron Artest is like, you know, he, he's done some stuff. He was there. He was raising for Pacers and then even for Lakers. And he was known for being a hard ass. He was a dick. And then, you know, he got some things wrong. But he wasn't always seen as the problem child. And what people need to understand, too, is we're not discouraging being a problem child. I like opinions. I like people who call out their commissioners. Hell, you know, it's what whatever we've been doing about Rob yeah. Manfred. I mean, heck, we do it. We call out the Florida bar and all that stuff all the time. Like, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Um, but with, with Kyrie, it's just more or less like, I don't think you articulated the point that you're trying to get across. And that's the worst thing ever to be given a platform that hundreds of people would be envious of Hmm. hundreds. We would all be envious if we were trying to get some real change in this world and not change. I I hate the word change because I think it's been hokied in Hollywood out. um, To be honest with you, development, evolution, change is the problem with change. Yeah. You you know what the problem with uh, change is? It can always change back. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, evolution, development, um, everything like that is just I would I think we would all legitimately want that kind of message and that opportunity and um, I feel like it's been squandered 
Uh, all right, so that's Kyrie. Uh, let's see. Heat. Let's talk Miami. Oh well, uh, I'm, I'm gonna get to it. So well, okay, let's, okay. let's get to the West. We'll get to the West first because uh, I don't. I haven't really watched any of the West teams, but the Jazz are a great regular season team. So yeah. they've started off well, yeah. but we'll. <laughs> it's it's like yeah, they're a good regular season team. What are they gonna do in the playoffs? You know. Yeah. Uh, Show the, me what you got. Granted, yeah. they get a little bit of Mulligan because who was not there last year? The man that they traded all that time for as Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because he was injured. So, so I will give some degree of pass on that and donovan mitchell though hating on them yankees and i'm still gonna love oh, you boy. he's a mets you fan know? man he's a mets fan he's he, yeah his dad worked for him or dad still works for them so you know if you want to support you know intolerance you know, favorite player was uh david wright i mean uh, yeah so yeah, but you know it's not a lo- it's not a logical hatred like my nephew likes the boston red sox and i've already disowned him twice and i still keep it around so if i could do that you know, he's 14 now, so his whole thing is, like, he's finally at that age where I can, like, steal him for my own purposes. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, God, I'm my buddy. But it's terrible realizing I would have to go and take him to a Red Sox um, Tampa Bay. Because you got to do that, right? You got to do that. You got to mm. be that family member and take him to the Red Sox Rays game. But the fact that it, it's just so disgusting in my feels. But, um, but if I kept to him, if I've kept to him, then I, I can accept Donovan Mitchell, who I was – his big supporter last year, right? You know, loving it. Mm-hmm. I-, I can support him. And it's the Mets. I- Look, I grew up in Queens, man. Or like two degree grew up in Queens. But Jackson Heights, Queens is its own little niche thing. So I can get behind that. It's just, come on. Come yeah. on, man. Just, you don't know what winning looks like. And that shows because you play for the Utah Jazz. So don't worry. I will teach you. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, the Warriors are back. The Warriors are back. So Back without Clay, And, and we don't want to jump on this. And this is kind of what we led to when we were talking about the NBA. But I hate. And this is what I hate about the masses. No one wanted to acknowledge the fact that that team went so far extreme that their bodies couldn't take it anymore. And this is basically a yeah. rest break for them. And now it's like it, the the chickens have come home to roost. And now it's just that that team, it's it, on that ish, as the girls say, um, have come back. To, they are fully effective. And that's without Clay. Yeah. Um, and wait till he comes back because the West is always weird because it's always that one year where teams are injured and that's where you get those fraud teams such as, um, you know, like the Minnesota Wolves or Timberwolves can come in and be like, okay, we got it, kids. Yay. Where are you really? Well, the Minnesota is basically like, oh, we're, we finally figured it out. And uh, I don't know. We'll see if they actually did figure it out this season or not. But uh, uh, all right, East, uh, the Bulls are for real. Ah, sure, sure. I'll, I'll give it to they're you they're bit. deeper. They're deeper than they've ever been. They got Demar Derozan now. We you know? we like Billy Donovan. Yeah, they're gonna have Vucevic for a full season, right? Yeah, and we uh, like Vuce. And, and Demar Demar kind of helps them out when uh, Levine isn't doing his thing or when he's injured. Yeah. You know? So yeah. we don't know if we like. Um, I still don't know how I feel about Lavar on there or whatever ball it is. There's too many these days. Um, like Lonzo. Like, I like Lonzo enough to know what he is. I always called him the Andre Miller of this generation. But the problem is, is that system. The good thing about that system is, like, he will be the fourth man trying to get the last shot. Mm. That's a good thing. But uh, the Bulls are for real. But the East is so weird that it's yeah. easy to come back in. But I, I, and... I just I just feel like they, they did well, especially exposing the, the frauds out in Boston. Oh my god. <laughs> they were down Fantastic. they were down Fantastic. nineteen and then they, they they went on a fifty one to eighteen push to destroy them at the end of the game. 
I have loved it because Chicago, if you're a baseball fan, I'm sorry, not baseball. If you're a basketball fan, um, I think you agree with this. Movie. It doesn't feel right. The Chicago Bulls are crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's it, it, and, and the Chicago's day, but yeah, yeah, and Chicago's kind of needed it now with the winter sports because the Blackhawks are terrible now, and they had the whole scandal, so that's that's bad. The Bears are the Bears, you know. Really mucking it up. And the White Sox were in the playoffs by <clears throat> only virtue of having a terrible division, and the Cubs are rebuilding. So, yeah, the Bulls being back is a good thing for them over there. And uh, the Knicks and the Sixers are leading the Atlantic. I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the Knicks, you see, it's weird. Here we are being like, it, it, basketball doesn't feel right if the Bulls aren't good, decent, competent. Yeah. Whereas we're just like, it's the Knicks. I'm like, no, it's been a while. And uh, we'll, we'll see. And well, the Heat are really for real. <laughs> oh, 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 wait a second. You guys said that, but you didn't do anything when you went to the, uh, the, 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 can't speak, the NBA Finals. Did y'all forget that this was an NBA's Finals team? Did, did it escape you that whom we lost to was, like, legitimately the most potent team yeah. that had been out there for such a and we, long And we took them in six, time? and I, I keep saying, if we had Goron and Bam healthy... We would have taken it to seven. Or possibly one. People like what they like and they call us fraud teams. And, and do you see and, what happened? And 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 last season is was a byproduct of the fact that they had a short turnaround from the season prior, so they were tired. Yeah. And the fact is now that we don't already have guys who started off injured. Because we had dudes who were start like you think Goron was healthy even at the beginning of that season? We did, we we're just looking at help and all this other stuff. Do you think that we lie as a fan base because we just like to think everything's great? This is not the Miami Hurricanes where we're always back. This is not the Miami Dolphins where it's like, it's our year now because Tom Brady's out. <laughs> when we say things as a Miami Heat fan oh, base, it's because we... That going to be good. <laughs> yeah, we, it's because we know that there is legitimacy to our statements. And we have backed that up. And I understand it's the first beginning of the season. And no, I do not give but, credit but this whatsoever. Me, this Miami Heat. Like, you know, people who have truly seen the Miami Heat, this team is different. Yeah, but in a good, good way. A it's good way. Yeah. It, it is what we want, how we want it, when we want it. And what I want people to understand, too, is that we also, because the problem is, is NBA out of all sports, out of all sports, is a very, like, now situation where it's got to be now, it's got to be this with your development of players. And y'all just couldn't wait three years for Tyler Hero to actually show why he was a first-round pick. Um, we know, we know, we know he's not the draft, like the lottery pick. He was, what, 15? But do you see? Do you see what I see? Do you see it? Mm. How he's not a starter, but he is a starter. How, yes, his defense can improve, but he is becoming our efficient offense. Yeah. That's what I see, Francisco. Mm-hmm. I see I see legacy. I see development. I see happy turnaround for Charles. Um, but these people, these these bunch of haters, they don't like it. Do you see a team who plays defense with Bam, yeah. with oh, yeah. Butler, and with that, Kyle and even? That goes, and, that goes to the versatility of this team. And that's why, basically, because they're, they're, they're not just winning. They're winning games by a lot, right? They're, they're shooting. And, and we are aware. And, 
27 games. But but regardless, it's showing versatility of the team because I know that they now now I know this Heat team can win like that where you know they have to do a shootout. Or if they need to grind, I already know from the past two seasons that this team can grind a win out as well. Yeah. Like we're, if we have a defensive matchup where we're not getting 100 points, I still believe in this Miami Heat team to be able to get that done compared to a different team. And do you know what's better, Francisco? I mm. believe this is a team that could be a West Coast team. Like, Ooh. the Miami Heat last year could be any East Coast team. I'll yes. say it. I don't, I don't care. Like, you know, yeah, we got destroyed by the Bucks. I don't care. Don't care. Like, it, it's still, we, we, we tapped that ass for everybody else the year prior. Like, I think we were always built to be a East Coast team. Mm. I feel we could beat a West Coast team. Mm. I felt that if you gave me Utah's one, if you gave me the Warriors, and here's the thing about the, the Golden State, I have them in, like, a top three seed. Like, people forget Steve Kerr is a good coach. Like, they're not going to get James Weissman back. Like, they're not going to get Clay back either. You know, it's not like Clay was always a to-the-rim guy. So, obviously, you don't know basketball if you're thinking, oh, he's got an Achilles and a knee injury. He's like, I'm doing like, buddy, buddy, buddy. He, he's a three-shooter. So, he does more, but he can also shoot the three as well as a jumper. It, it might not have as much wear and tear coming into it. So, so I think I, this team could take on a West Coast team. So, uh, just, <laughs> just to your point with regards to beating West Coast team, I mean, we, we beat Dallas already, right? Yeah, but that, they're frauds. Let's just say it right now. <laughs> I was saying that last yeah. year too, so you know I don't care. So, so so far the only West teams that we faced thus far, Dallas and Memphis. Yeah, Memphis is a weird kind of mix. I, yeah, I can't Memphis, get on Memphis. Yeah, yeah, Memphis is. I mean, it really depends on like how far they can go with. Um, ja. Ja. Yeah, Ja Morant. So it, it, they also traded a whole lot of guys. Yeah. So it's like because it, it, they don't have Valanciunas anymore. They have. Um, uh, Adamson in there. I, I just got to see how it kind of produces. And it's one of those things where we talk about system in um, basketball a lot. And, you know, I just got to see. I feel like there's not yeah. enough shooters. And I don't know enough about Jaron Jackson to see what was the hype about giving that extension. I think a lot of NBA teams kind of freaked out about rookie contract extensions because why? They're going to freak out when the new TV deals come in. That's why they rather get those guys paid out now, such mm-hmm. as Mikhail. You know, they don't want to be stuck with the leak bridges kind of situation where they have to pay all these guys if there's going to be new monies coming in, especially yeah. with that COVID money mm-hmm. coming in. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I'll reserve ruling. We'll reserve judgment like on But so far, so, you know, I mean, both teams are similar, both four and three. So that's kind of who the Heat have beaten. So we haven't, but what well, we have beaten, Brooklyn. Yeah, and you know what? Don't give me the whole there's no Kyrie because there's no Kyrie last year yeah, for exactly. a big portion of it. Focus on how we kind of stop Durant. Opening night against Milwaukee. So, just saying. Milwaukee, what's up with them? Is everybody hurt? I I, I mean, yeah, uh, or uh, I mean, championship lull, too. That could also be a yeah. thing. So, uh, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll look, get it not, together. We're not debasing whatsoever. They're four and four. They'll get it together. Yeah. And they're, yeah, I can't take seriously certain things. Like that's why I don't worry about um, Central. We'll the, see how the Bulls stand up to them this year. That'll that'll be a that'll be a nice change to see. I would say that Bulls team is most like us. Well, yeah. that's that's why it's it's kind of yeah. it's kind of intriguing seeing the Bulls. I mean, I I, yeah. I actually if they if they keep playing like this, it's like oh that that's an Eastern Conference final right there. Yeah. Yeah. I love Boston sucking. <laughs> I love it because yeah. Brad Stevens kind of played the Bill O'Brien role 
where he's like, I want to consolidate these powers. I want to get my dudes mm-hmm. that I think are going to be perfect. And then you realize, like, this is really bad. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, listen, I don't know how to pronounce their coach's name, so that's how I'm going to start it out with. But um, good for him for getting that job and everything like that. But Brad Stevens, the minute he said, okay, I can't do this anymore, so I'm just going to be the GM, it's a dangerous kind of proposition. Yeah. You know, we, Especially when he doesn't Larry, have a history of it. So Yeah, for every Larry Bird who does something yeah, or, or, Pat Reli- or Pat Riley. Or Pat Riley. You get the Isaiah Thomas without yeah. the sexual allegations. And yeah. the reason why we bring that up, folks, is because it is so off-kilter. And it's already not I, – I don't know what your – you're his team stuck in transition or your team that's just going to be muddled in contract because you still – you're paying Al Holford. Yeah. <laughs> um, just out of nostalgia. Yeah. And that's bad. Um, and I liked Al Holford back in the day. I think everybody did. But yeah, back in 2012, bad. that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's kind of you know there, so that's always kind of concerning. Jalen Brown, you have to decide if you're going to pay him or not, too. So keep that in mind. And then you have the situation of, you know, is Taysom going to be kind of stuck there? Or, I'm sorry, Tatum. I'm thinking Taysom Hill for the Saints because I'm looking at stuff for football. But mm-hmm. is um, Tatum going to be kind of like stuck in being the best player on a team and then, oh, no, I died. No. Um, and then just kind of stuck with everything there because you have like no point guards coming into it. I'm just waiting for Isaiah Thomas to come back because that's why I feel what his face is going to do is like, let's just bring the band back together one time. <laughs> let's roll it back to 2016. It. Or <laughs> because being a GM, I think, is kind of like the best GM to me right now, aside from Pat. Um, is just uh, Mejri or what his name was from Toronto who knew yeah. how to develop, how to strike, who to get, and when to let go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're not going to get that oh, no. into he, it. And he knew that that championship window with Toronto was, was uh, well, I mean, it was, it, probably was, the, it was probably the smallest one that I've ever seen. And he knew yeah. he needed one guy and one guy only to, to yeah. put them over and the top. Worked. And, and <laughs> sacrifice DeMar DeRozan for it. You well, know? it wasn't just one guy. It was one other thing. It was one coach. He That's knew true the guy well. that he had That's true. was not sufficient to go for it. Yeah. And, and, it, and it, being a good GM is known to make those hard decisions. Oh, yeah. So he did, yeah, he did two things. He, he, uh, and Dwayne Casey won the coach of the year. <laughs> that, yeah. too. That was one. And he got rid of a beloved uh, franchise icon in DeMar DeRozan. Right. So, and then, but the eye on the prize two, was yeah. Oh, yeah. How, what, what do you want it to be? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I don't think Brad Stevens, and I think I like Brad Stevens for what it's worth. I think he made um, a reputable team right. with Butler, and I think he did well with the Celtics as a coach who transitioned. I just, well. I just don't know if he this he shouldn't have taken this job if he was gonna if he was like tired of coaching or whatever. He, I don't know. Go back to college, play for you know, coach for a you know a high a more prestigious college program then come back to the nba or whatever or move on to someplace else i mean it's hard to go it's hard i mean it's hard you know yeah you could do broadcasting and then eventually you'll get hired again i just feel like like he definitely wasn't going to go from boston to like a middling franchise like i don't know sacramento i mean sacramento is the fact that ownership probably sold him on the prospect of being a manager that or ownership felt he was like so valuable that they couldn't lose him it was like we'll make you the what's it GM what's president, the value whatever, you know you know i don't know i i guess they and also just there's a desperation to boston as well they've set up this team they had all so those draft sure. picks i mean they they they've been kind of they're they bought in, their own hype they're that's that's, that's really one. what it feels like and it's like they're in contention but 
they've never really been in contention. Like they well, had two seasons. I think was high. Yeah, they having had, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, not they, that Isaiah they had Thomas, two seasons of true contention when they were facing off against LeBron and and the Cavs, and then that one year with Kyrie, but that didn't work out. Did right? they even go to the Eastern Conference Finals on that I, one? I, or think, no? I, don't, I don't recall. I think they, basketball events. I, I think they did, but Kyrie was injured, right? So, so it was kind of basically done from there. Anyways, their championship window. I, it, I mean. If it ain't shut, <laughs> then it's very, very, very close to shutting right now. And that's the whole thing. And you even then, be in it to win it. Yeah, exactly. And even then, I don't even know how much you can say they had a championship window because I don't think they would have beaten anybody in the West, and they definitely can't oh. beat anybody in the East right now. Oh. Uh, they can't beat Milwaukee. They can't. Sure as hell ain't gonna beat Miami. No. But going from Boston, because it's kind of sad. It really, I'll leave at this with Brad Stevens, and I got nothing else for him, is that it's kind of like you're on that breakup. I love you, but I don't know how to like be without you anymore. Kind yeah, of. That, um, that could be a thing, too. And that's what it feels like. But in happier news, mm. Mm. 76ers are still frauds. Huh. Uh, it's so uh, good. I, we'll see. I mean, they're 5-2. They're, I mean, they're and two. It's and it's a regular, it's another regular season team, right? They'll rack up their wins, but with a New York Knicks team that's actually contending, that might be a bit of a change. That that could be interesting to watch. And it's then the Wizards are good, fraud. apparently. I don't know. You, listen, you want to know why the Wizards are good? Because they took all the good players that LA had, and yeah. we're like, thanks. Yeah. It is uh, so to to bring up history. It's the equivalent equivalent of when Denver got all those players from the Carmelo Anthony yeah. trade. And they yeah. were able to get your Ty Lawsons and all yeah. these other guys, your J.R. Smiths, because those were fundamentally sound players. Yeah. And what was um, Washington um, suffering from? Bad draft picks. Yeah. <laughs> Plain and simple, like they had no Denver no backs. And they were just like so, yeah, so if you exactly. give me, yeah, yeah, no sound substance. So if you're like, oh hey, we'll give you Montrezl Harris or Harrell, and then we'll give you all these other guys, and we'll give you all the other dudes that were on there from the Lakers, it's gonna be like, thanks, you're gonna be good with it. You're gonna be sound. So good on them for just be like, thank you, because it's not even like they traded away um, sound guys. This was all for Russ. <laughs> Remember, this was yeah. all for Russ. Oh, yeah. It is not the Carmelo Anthony. You have a guy who is out of his prime. And I'm just going to say, like, I'm not overreacting on Lakers. I'm not even overreacting on Russ because what they're looking for is just dudes to take over and lead if their other stars are down. I think you got the best guy in Russ um, because there will come a time where LeBron's not going to play and Davis can get hurt. And yeah. who are you going to be like? You're like Josh Hart. You're like, oh, Alex Caruso. No, they're like, okay, let's yeah, go. The, yeah, the Lakers knew they were. The, the Lakers knew they were. Okay. They were just two guys. The Lakers knew their team is just two guys. So, sorry, let's and get a third guy. Even though history. it's not really a big three, it's just yeah, big two still. But you know, LeBron but is. When I both know this, Russ can in a in a seven game series, Russ by himself can win you at least two games. Yeah, he has done it. He yeah, he right? can will a team. In the first round. In the first round, at least. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. It's like, all right. But people, I think it's just it's just too hip to be square mentality. Like, we just want to hate the Lakers because the Lakers. And then I'm like, no. What you need to hate on is just how this money is going to go in two more years. We're like, oh, shit, we're out of it. All right. All right. So we're we're at the halfway point. So Charles, we're gonna do a word from our non-sponsors. That's that's people. That's places. That's things. That's <coughs> concepts that we have been enjoying over the last week. It is just 
me and Charles. For now, I'm assuming Andrew's not going to pop by. We're already at halfway point, one hour in. So I'm assuming he's not going to pop through here. But well, I'll, I'll get us started here, Charles. And and I, I had mentioned before it was, uh, that it might be a little controversial today, for sure. I'm ready for it. But uh, I feel like I, I need to give my props to this to this person, and 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 because I it's someone that I've I've followed since I was a teenager, and uh, my own sponsor is Dave Chappelle. <laughs> All right. Like I, I laughed at the the thing, so or the, the stand up. So you're yeah. okay with me on that? So it's Dave Chappelle, and yes, he's embroiled in controversy, <laughs> but he's a comedian, so of course he's going to be, and he's a he's a he's a huge comedian, so of course he's going to be. But he's not, even, he's not even controversy. It's Netflix made their own controversy. I, it, it's a whole thing, and I'm not, I'm not gonna get into it. All right, y'all. You, that's for the Twitter and all that stuff, and, and the internet's stupid. So I, it doesn't matter. I mean, heck, we're on the internet. This is this yeah, is you, you guys news. pay us. You guys pay us money. Yeah, uh, although we haven't been sponsored for this episode, so that's fine. That's, we yeah. went rogue. Yeah, you know, I was hoping for that McRib for sponsorship today, but uh, that's fine. You know, whatever. That's fine. We'll uh, we we did our Piranis Hockey World thing. That's that, you know they they stay loyal to us, right? I think we got a couple cents from them already, so we're we're good to go. I checked the numbers, uh, and, and yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, Dave Chappelle been following him since i was a teenager um uh chappelle show <laughs> uh just iconic show from for for my development and my my taste for comedy for sure uh, you have half-baked movie he did with uh jim brewer uh that that, that was that's hilarious jim brewer's crazy yeah hilarious. oh yeah and he's got good stand-up too all right if people listen to jim brewer he's 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 got some pretty darn good stand-up as well. And and this year, I was able to actually see Dave Chappelle live. My brother-in-law oh, got yeah nice. got, got tickets at the Seminole Hard Rock Casino. And we went to go see him. And, well, his, 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 uh, the subject of his comedy special was the one that was in the, the recent Netflix one, or his last one for Netflix, for like the five he was contracted to do. And I mean, the man's just hilarious, and I think he he's he's intelligent. He's he's brilliant. Uh, the the David Letterman, uh, uh, was it uh, the thing on Netflix that he did with him to kind of show some insight to who Dave Chappelle was and stuff like that? Kind of opens your eyes to him. And I've I've just enjoyed his comedy and his his social commentary as well. Okay, and just from what he believes and what he sees from his perspective. And and it, I I find it pretty enlightening as well. Just to, just to see it from his perspective and the way he spins some of the hard controversial issues to talk about into comedy, and that's why I love comedy, stand up comedy, and you know TV comedy, all that stuff, Always Sunny, all that stuff. It's 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 because man, life can suck. A lot of times, right? Real life, real life. And me and Charles work in professions, and especially in categories of professions where you know we see some real shit. And so it's it's nice when I see someone. Uh, I don't know what that saying is with like regards to like co- like comedy and tragedy or whatever. Just like a thing, um, but like as a comedy and a tragedy. Yeah, so, or yeah, something like that, or the darkest 
things are like the best comedy and stuff like that. Some of the darkest stuff or best comedy comes from the darkest stuff. And it's because, you know, life is hard too. And it's good to laugh. I, I read a study that like children laugh, I don't know, like a hundred times per day. And like adults only laugh like five or 10. Uh, the average adult only lasts like five or 10 times per day or something like that, or even less. And so there are a lot of people out there who are some pretty frumpy. And, I, I <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I, I've been listening to a lot of Norm Macdonald lately, these, these past couple of weeks, you know, uh, and his brilliant comedy and stuff like that. But, but I just most recently rewatched Dave Chappelle's special here. So I've seen it three times already, one live and the two Netflix ones just to review it and stuff like that. And, and I, I, I appreciate the craft with regards to comedy. I, I really do. I love a lot of comedians, and really, this is like a non-sponsor for stand-up comedy in general. I, I feel like it's it's one of the one of the best mediums out there for uh, for 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 life. Life. Some of it can be serious social commentary. You got guys who do that. You know, I like myself a little Lewis Black every once in a while, right? And then Ooh, you have guys man, who the older I get. <laughs> you know, you got that. You got Dave Chappelle stuff with uh, regards to race and and gender and all that stuff like that uh you have guys who don't want to talk about that shit at all like jim gaffigan right and, and and just talk about family life and just observations like that and then you have uh, some really weird shit <laughs> there's a few what comedians is the that. comedian the weirdest comic right now for you i always thought dante martin in my lifespan you know the way yeah. do the pictionary stuff mm-hmm. i couldn't get into it but he's just the first thing that pops into my yeah. head I mean, there's some stupid stuff. They got Jeff Dunham. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my God. Tell it to any white girl in 2009, though. You were not getting that date. Uh, there's another guy, uh, Randy Feltface, who's um, uh, an Australian uh, co- uh, comedian that, that's basically a puppet. And he's actually got some good stuff. Uh, what about the shirtless guy? I don't know. You know um, Bo Burnham's pretty brilliant, too. Uh, Say it again to Bo. Uh, I, I just uh, he his is more um, theatrical in that sense, and he's he's definitely got a lot of chops with regards to acting and singing and all that stuff, and that kind of mixes into his comedy. And I can see why some people may not like it; it might be a little too much. But I, I just kind of appreciate the entire um, the craft. I like the craft of comedy. I could never be a stand-up comic. <laughs> I, I don't believe I have the the chops to to turn real life into comedic situations. I mean, we all experience comedic situations and stuff like that. We can recount a story or two, but I don't think I could consistently do it like they do, you know, and have the, and have uh, the courage to go up there and tell it to people and see if they laugh or not. So So you're not a vulnerable person, Francisco. I'm I'm not. Well, I mean, hell we do this show, man. (laughs) We do this show. So it's, it's not like I don't have any fear. I mean, shit. A lot of people will actually sit up here and, and do this and stuff, man. We can we stand in front of judges. I've already had my pants pulled enough down by judges in court that it really doesn't matter to me. But uh, there's still there's still some courage with this, and I and I know Dave in his his this last special he he went out on a mission with this one. Um, there was a definite point he was trying to make. A lot of people may not be seeing it or may be refusing to see it, uh, but uh, I. I felt it was 
a very well constructed special. So, uh, Dave Chappelle, um, uh, promo code I'm rich, biatch. Appropriate. Ashley Larry <laughs> would have been another one. That, those skits yeah. always cracked me up. Yeah. See, some of those Dave Chappelle episodes age perfectly, some of them not so much, but they're always kind of funny for their time. And that's sometimes the humor and comedy is you have to also appreciate the time and the place of it, whether it be a movie, a TV show, or a stamp person. My, my favorite's always going to be Carlin. I feel that's just so basic yeah. black boy love, it, but it, Carlin it, is now like just preaching to me in today's time. Well, I mean, he was, and, and that's kind of the reason why he wasn't, he never really got mainstream with people. That, that that's the other thing you know of course he was ahead of his time too that's another thing big time yeah he was he was way ahead of his time so he was saying things that people weren't trying to say back then you know you got richard Pryor too that's another one i mean Car- um, carlin's my whole predicate of don't vote it yeah. was the crap out of andrew but like you know when you become a man and a woman and an adult and everything in between you kind of make your own determinative factors but sometimes you reflect on things that are told to you and whether it's a person that you know or even someone that you had no conversation with in your life but it was still something comedical you know some things impact you and comedy is always good you need levity in life you need jokes you know you can always strive for the yeah. toiler humor too it's just the whole thing about comedy is subjective but who's it subject to to the person yeah. that um you know likes it just like some people how they like the whole uh Let's go, Brandon. You know that controversy. I think it's stupid. I think that means you like to kiss your sister on the mouth. But, you know, <laughs> some people are going to find it funny. Yeah. Look, I'm just calling like I see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Me. I'm next. So, Francisco. Come on. Yeah. I can make this. I can make this. No. No. <laughs> I'm not a father. Mm. I have I, I have never, you know, had a child. I don't expect in my that life so I will ever have a child. No, no, no. I'm sure <laughs> But, and we've been holding off on this for a while now that I can finally talk about it, but there's a certain game that I've played mm. recently that gave me the joys and wonderhood of fatherhood, and that was Resident Evil Village. Um, it was spooky season, kids, and Charles got spooky by playing every spooky game that he had in his backlog. I had um, Resident Evil 2 Remake, and I have Resident Evil Village. We had House and of I Ashes last time. House of Ashes as well, and I had Resident Evil Village as my, um, as my like one of my first PS5 games I was going to play through. And I like the Resident Evil series; it's not for everybody, but I've enjoyed it for what it is. It has certainly been a series about evolution, and this is one of those first games I've played where I feel I've completed it. It took about ten hours to come into it, and I don't want to go too much in detail the storyline, but I think it kind of matters. Is that, um. Resident Evil, you think zombies, you think Umbrella, you think all these little governmental shakeups and everything like that. We go to Resident Evil 4, which is one of my favorite games of all time. And I know everybody say it's overrated, it's outdated. I don't care. It's still one of my favorite games of all time. And I'm just basically Leon Kenny trying to save the present. But in Resident Evil Village, it was continuing the story of Ethan Winters, who was the main character in Game 7, which I skipped on because Bayou Horror, Louisiana, was not my cup of tea. And then I knew that the villains there were just not as diverse. Um, it was just molten men. I was like, no, 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 no. I'll just keep to what I know. Thank you very much. Resident Evil 8 is different. Resident Evil Village was different. I felt that it was a pure successor to Resident Evil 4, one of my favorite games of all time. Intent Wink Wink. The action, the intensity, the focus, the everything that kind of came to it. Um, and the emotional renaissance. And I don't want to go too much into detail spoiler, but we all know about big old vampire Lady Demistrescu. And everything comes into it. But it really, at the simple day, is not about a 
father or not not father but not a man trying to overgo against spooky stuff and then beating you know these little monsters is more about a father trying to do right by his daughter and i felt some emotion about it especially near the ending scenes i won't spoil but it was one of those first resident evil games where i actually felt real closure usually it's just the very endings are like the, the cheesy heroes win for the day like if you ever played resident evil 4 which i love he literally leaves on a jet ski with ashley after saving the president's daughter i was just expecting him to make out him put on chase but leon kenny don't flow like that resident evil village or ethan winters you get um some returning of Chris Redfield, who I guess is really the main character, though I can argue Jill Valentine, Claire Redfield can get there too. But it's continuing his story. He's over in like a quiet little village over in Europe trying to do some things. And then, you know, Chris comes in and ruins his life. Graphics, amazing. Action, fun, first person viewing, coming into it. Um, really good for spooky season, even post spooky season. And I think I was kind of emotionally invested in that game more so than I have in any Resident Evil game when I realized what I was trying to do. The first three hours or so, four hours or so has that spooky vibe and then it becomes more uh, action-based. Um, I enjoyed it, man. I liked it a lot. As you see a little baby in the background, that's Rosemary. Uh, that's Ethan's kid. But there was the, the, the house scene, the Benevito, the, uh, the dollhouse level. Good stuff. Good stuff. And all around, I felt, uh, you know, connected to it. Um, I thought it was good. When they make nine, I'll look forward to it. I don't think Ethan's going to be in it. I think it's just going to kind of go off to off shift, but definitely get it on your PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, um, PC. Don't get it on the, the current gen consoles. It's probably not going to run as fun. Good old Resident Evil fun with some love to Resident Evil 4. Basically, you know, those good games I had the pleasure of playing. Not my game of the year. We will see what my game of the year is when we have our annual you know, review of stuff, but it's not there, but it's like a solid eight and a half for Charles. Probably third favorite Resident Evil game I played. It's always going to be four, and I love the RE2 remake. Um, and there's some of the remakes I'll play in between, but definitely enjoyable. Promo code, uh, World's Best Dad. Yeah. Actually, no, let me revise that. With World's <laughs> Best Dad, also a line that they put, uh, Boulder Punching Asshole. That is for anybody <laughs> who's played five that uh, knows what I'm talking about there. Hilarious when they came on. I laughed. Okay, yeah. Okay, let's. So let's. I want to move to another segment. I've been waiting. I've been waiting, Charles, for this one. Got, we got Gottlieb's goons. Oh, buddy, it's not even fair. Okay, <laughs> this past week, a lot of shit. <laughs> a lot of shitty people in sports, for sure. And we gotta talk about them because I've been. I've been yeah. sitting. I've been sitting. Let's get one out of the way. This was one of the more recent ones and one of the more gruesome ones. Uh, Henry Ruggs the third. Oh, uh, uh, out in Vegas, going real fast, going real drunk, uh, struck and hit another person. That person died. He lived, and he is no longer with the Las Vegas Raiders. That happened out in Vegas, and he is probably not going to be out in freedom anytime soon either. So that happened. Kind of one of the things that people feared putting a NFL team in Vegas. Shit like this would happen. So there you go. 156 miles. Yeah. Coming out like he had a five star rating in GTA. Yeah. 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 It was uh it was bad. It was real bad. Even I think he had his uh first hearing with a judge today, right? Then that happened today already. Even the judge was like, judge was like, he'd never even seen 
156 before, you know? And what was the alcohol level? It was like <coughs> one something. Yeah. It was like double, oh, like more than double the legal limit. Like way. way I, I, and, and you know, and, and, and I have, to, and I'm, I'm going to harp on it just a little bit more. It's, it's kind of shitty. I mean, and I, 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 didn't, I didn't know anything about this guy, but then, you know, you read the, the stories and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, he, he quit football for a bit and then he returned like in his junior year and you know was awesome and then like his friend died in a, in a car accident and he like was doing tributes to him every time he scored a touchdown and then it goes to goes to alabama goes over there he's from alabama he went to alabama goes plays gets drafted rookie season last year right and right. um then this happens and so it's it's just kind of horrible how he was going through that, talking about his friends, his friend, the way his friend died, and then he goes and does something like this. And yeah, it's a waste of talent at the end of the day, but you know, twenty-two or fifty-two, you're all accountable for what you do, kids. So yeah, and yeah, and there are, and and I guess I have to give goons to Raiders fans People. and even some NFL fans out there. They're like, oh well, he was he's a young kid. No man, no, no he's twenty-two. He's twenty two yeah. or whatever. He uh, he killed another human being, twenty three year old woman. And um, I love how people on the fan bases or just casual viewers will bring up everything in history. They were talking about a Cowboys player that Jerry Jones had advocated for. Mind you, Jerry Jones is not the shining example of humanity. Just saying that right now. Right. And then I even brought up like Dante Stallworth killed a guy, but that's just known facts and still got to play. Yeah. Um, so who knows? I mean, there could always be a possibility. Yeah, there is a possibility. There. Yeah, I mean, but you still, know. but it still d- doesn't absolve absolve him from making a is better it choice. Fair to say that just humanity, and this is why I hate Twitter, and this is why I don't really use. I only do it for us. Yeah, and wrestling. Show, yeah, but, yeah, and wrestling. You know, I gotta know what's going on. But my beef with it always stems from the idea that um you really gives people an opportunity to show who they are so they can't get ashamed because it's just invisible fingers. And yeah. me, like, you know me, I'll send in some like effed up tweets to you guys or yeah. memes, you know, for my own humor, but you know, he, he, there is no time limit of humor. You take into it and as it is, but when yeah. I was looking at some of the stuff with rugs, I'm just like, guys, can we, do we not want accountability? You know, this whole time, all we hear is about preferential treatment yeah. when it comes to the superstars. But the minute it comes into law and people are saying it's not that well, the bad. The minute it happens like, to your fucking team. Yeah. Yeah, you know. You know, like, what what are we saying about that? What do we want to be about that? And it's just, it amuses me. People amuse me. People amuse me because I'm that, I'm that guy. How do I want to say this? I'm not trying to make myself sound like a tough guy whatsoever. I'm that guy who believes that if, if confronted face-to-face, that person would never say it straight up. They ain't real. No, as, um, as some people. Well, that's why. I was, uh, and uh, and I've made a point, and that point was the emphasis of this show. I mean, it's the emphasis of the title of this show. The internet is fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> that's why I don't take much of it seriously. Even this show, we do it for fun. We do it, and and once again, I, I the minute that we got sponsorship for the show, <laughs> I I cracked up laughing. I'm like. This is us, us of all people. Like it didn't matter the amount that we got either. It didn't matter the amount, but the minute we got sponsorship and we had ads running and stuff like that, it was, and and people contacting us, I was like, this is hilarious. This is funny. This is this is ridiculous, and it's all a joke to me, and I love it. I love it for that. Um, 
and you know we have the serious show every every once in a while we talk about some serious shit too but like it's, it's Ooh, like that. but the the internet is uh is stupid and that's the and i love i love it sometimes for that reason but then there's there's shit like this but all right moving on we're moving on uh chicago blackhawks the national Whoa. hockey league and the national hockey league players association i'm lumping them all together here so um uh, this is a continuation of our massive discussion last week, and it, it's and I don't I don't want to harp on it too much longer because we kind of already made our feelings known last episode. Uh, uh, the the player that was sexually assaulted by it was by a video coach. I had gotten everything completely wrong with regards to who it was, but regardless, uh, was Kyle Beach, uh, who revealed himself to have been the player that was assaulted, and there is a player too, by the way, that has not come out. <coughs> Um, he, he, he went on TSN up in Canada to have like a 30 minute long interview with the reporter that broke the story. And it was, it's, it's hard to watch. It's a hard interview to watch. And that guy's, he's opening up his soul to the world there. And I I think it was especially hard for any fan uh, even someone who cheers for the Chicago Blackhawks or, I mean, and you have some uh, uh, ripple effects with like a, me, a Florida Panthers fan, and even the Winnipeg Jets, but they didn't do shit. So I guess I'll lump them in too because they didn't fire their, their GM. But I don't know. I, I can't assume what the investigation showed. Um, they, uh, it's hard to be one of those stupid shitty fans on Twitter that's trying to defend this, right? After that. Well, if they try to defend it, you're basically saying that male sexual assault doesn't occur. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that, and there's a lot of people out there that believe that, right? So, yep. Um, Especially yeah. in a sport base because yeah. they're thinking they're pro- you're profiling. You're profiling yeah. um, a 200-pound man who is X feet tall and wide and whatever, and you're yeah. making this assumption that it's an impossibility yeah. to that sir or madam is uh, yeah you're making the assumption that everybody like oh oh if i was six foot five 250 pounds and you know with big giant muscles so i would just beat the crap out of people some people aren't like that some people don't want to beat the crap out of everybody you know even though you have the capability you still can be sexually assaulted that's such a exactly fallacy that comes into it and i i Anyway, and maybe it's because it's me, you know. Maybe it's yeah. because of the the stuff I do. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a, you know, I, I am in no means an advocate of any of these things, you know, to for or against. I, you know, but I, I think what happens is, is part. Well, yeah, well, let's be candid. I am an advocate against it, obviously, but um, it, it just perplexes me where this false this belief of machismo ought to be hmm. um, coming into it because who's to say this hasn't happened in any other sport that is out there? Yeah. And it and hasn't no, happened has since. Yeah, of course, and it hasn't happened. Yeah, it's countless times in every level of sport, right? From, yeah, it's just we like to cherry pick. Yeah. I think, so, but this is yeah. this is huge. This is a major sports league where this is happening, right? So, um, so uh, yeah, it's goons to the Blackhawks and NHL and NHLPA for failing Kyle Beach. They 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 failed him. They utterly failed him. And they filled the system, and it, it calls into question. And there's a lot of hockey fans, kind of, uh, that are that have been victims of this, or have known people who are victims of this, or just conscientious of it. <coughs> and, uh, regardless, if they have no direct 
link to it that kind of call into question their fandom and their 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 unwavering support for the league when something like this goes down. Um, and I've, I'm gonna keep watching hockey. I love hockey and everything. But the, I, I will say the NHL and the NHLPA. The NHLPA is the one that surprised me. It was but Don Fear, who used to be the MLB PA um, uh, leader, um, and he fucked up too. So. Um, they all fucked up. So, so yeah, goons to them. So goons to them. All right, let's get let's get on the lighter side here. Uh, Andrew's not here. I was kind of hoping he'd be here, but I put the college football playoff committee. It was my, yeah. my my beloved Cincinnati Bearcats are not in the top four spots. Whereas my so. beloved Miami Hurricanes don't even get a twenty-five because you chose a team that's like seven and one, but not the team who won back to back against the middle of the road. Um, yeah, teams. I don't get that. Like we're gonna go on record now. Come on, you fun. obviously to go on record when you put yeah. Bama at two. I, I kind of miss. Why can't I, I miss the BCS now? I, I miss the machines. At least they were unfeeling. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Don't, uh, don't weep at me with your crocodile tears. Yeah. All right, and then uh, my last one, the Miami Dolphins, because I've been hating Dolphins for quite a bit. You're kind of hard right now, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I'm scared. I feel like that episode of Family Guy when Meg goes to prison and she comes back yeah. zero of who she was. It's basically that. It. I've been a fan of this team since I was like 11 years old. All majority of his life? And with... Like I, I think I'm finally frustrated. And I finally got Doug to also be frustrated with it too, because he told me he's not even gonna watch the game this Sunday. And he, he Doug's a very optimistic guy, you yeah. know. But for me, I, the whole Deshaun Watson thing, the whole thing with uh, that allegedly, I don't know the, the the attorney for for the women, and, and I don't know, I don't know how you you saw it, Charles, but you well, know, say I that. Told you what I thought. I thought the guy was just kind of. Uh, well, being, I made arguments. I know. Oh, yeah, we've talked about it before, too. But he's saying that the Dolphins were asking for an NDA for all the women. Yep. And I'm like... Uh, I, and my... My disdain for the team um, has gotten so low these past 20 years now or so that I honestly could believe them doing that. <laughs> Being desperate enough to do that, and I, I finally I'm relegated to the fact that I've I've always said this has been a love hate relationship. I've been a pessimistic Dolphins fan, but at at this point, I really fucking hate this team. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm actually I feel like I feel like someone who's finally realized who who he really is. I'm a Dolphins hater. We, we um, are really just on the whole... We're using the whole relationship <laughs> schemes going on here. I, 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 I realize I'm a Miami Dolphins hater. I fucking hate this team. And I love seeing them be miserable. <laughs> Ray Finkel it out. Yeah, I feel like that. this is my, my purpose now. Is to hate the team. I'll, yeah, I got the mer- I'm not going to buy no more merch. I'm not going to buy new, no t-shirts. No nothing. Nothing at all. You care about who I, they draft. You know? Um, actually, no, because I, I need to care because in order to hate well, you do need to care, right? So I will still follow the team, but I will be hating on them until so they get their shit together. 
they're your baby daddy. Yeah. In that sense, I'm stuck with you for 18 years, but you know, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be going from it. Like, uh, I have to care about what's happening in your life because I don't need my child to so, find you OD'd on something. So I, I feel like that this is truly my purpose to hate the Miami Dolphins and to jump on several different bandwagons across the the NFL. What a terrible life you live. <laughs> I must say. Well, it's and. The, the performance of the Dolphins is the reason why football is my fourth favorite sport. Like, I, I yeah. genuinely, I love baseball and hockey. And here's the problem. There was, so much, there was so much optimism last year from here, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, that's the, and I think that's what finally, finally um, this season finally did it. Because he was, told me the change. I actually, they, they gave, I, like, I had, le, like, not like joking hope. I had legitimate hope that this team had Doug, finally changed. Doug. Follow Doug on Twitter, kids. Yeah. You know, follow us on Twitter, FJOGR, uh, Dan Frijoles, Charles the True. Yeah. Uh, whatever Doug's thing is. I yeah. Always forget. D Solar with the soul. Yeah. I like the soul, like your real soul. And the Dolphins have destroyed my soul. Um, and, I, and I feel like I, I need to come back as some sort of, uh, as, as a hater, uh, a soulless hater right there. So you're I, a Dementor, I, just eating up all the souls. Yeah. So, yeah, you're going to lose out on this guy, um, on Deshaun Watson. And they're 1-7 one in, one in right now. And I want it to get worse. I want it to get worse. I want the Philadelphia Eagles to have as high a draft pick, a draft pick as possible. <laughs> Could you just imagine how delicious that would be? They, like this was supposed to be what they said it was like a three-year rebuild, right? We're on year three. Um, and Wait, I've never seen it go backwards. It's yeah, this is with all those draft picks, and that's why it finally did it this year. Like all the things that were supposed to line up, and like oh, they're doing all the right things, and they completely fucked it up. And I'm like. This is it. And this it, is, this is and the point. They have literally. They don't want to say it, but they blame it on Tua. That's what I find like oh, highly amusing. And and that and it's that's, all on Tua. Yeah, exactly. And I, I hate the Dolphins, and I feel sorry for Tua. I I genuinely feel sorry for the man. Okay, like I don't think he's the guy, but I would say he was. No, the he's, not the guy. Year, so, he's not the guy. He's know. not the guy. He's not. In, out of the draft class that he was in, he's not going to be. He's he's an average quarterback if he's healthy, right? Yeah. He's an average quarterback, and you, you just have to have the right system around him in order to win, right? And yeah. uh, I mean, he had the same thing in college. So, all right, I'm, I'm just gonna say it. I don't think Bamo just won because of him. Um, I think he could have put any anybody in there. He, and... He's the first Bama quarterback I know to lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you got that. Hurts. And then. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there was, I was, I was gonna say something more that was also poignant, but but whatever. Anyways, yeah, Miami Dolphins. You're hurt. Yeah. You're hurt. Oh no, but I, but I, I finally, I, I finally am at peace with this now. I'm hurt, but at the same time, like you know, this this is actually this is better for me. Like, I, I <laughs> this is better bad. for me. I feel bad for Tua and the fan base because they draft Jalen Waddle. Don't know what to do with Jalen. Oh, oh my god. As day. Yeah. And no. Doug loves him. Some Jalen Waddle. Yeah, like, no, you no. Know, very, very drenched when yeah. it comes to Jalen Waddle. I don't even know what the hell they even drafted him for, but yeah. Um, and then they, they don't even go to get a um, a running back at all, which is what they – Miles Gaskins is not the guy. And no. they've known Miles Gaskins has never been of the guy. Of course not. Ah, dang it. I, I would have been um, happy with Adrian Peterson coming down here. We'll uh, talk about it. <laughs> it's all right. Okay, and uh, this was also a recent goon, and I know – and I wanted to put this one in because I know you're going to love it. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, oh. 
inject it in my veins. <laughs> actually, don't Can because you'll right? be sicker. <laughs> well, no, I won't because if I inject in my oh, veins, oh no, the vaccine, yeah. protected. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Aaron Rodgers medicine. Here we go. For for the last five years, <laughs> you and your essential oils as a fan base, <laughs> fantasy football, and casual viewership has, for lack of a better word, and I, I'm probably being listened to from people at work, I'm going to say it anyway, y'all have licked the nuts of this man. And he has told you that it is organic and whole food, but really it's a fat, sweaty man who did not clean after he wiped touching them nuts. Um, peanuts, not those nuts. <laughs> and I feel so revered because I don't care. I'm putting this yeah. out there yeah. right now. I do not care. If you, as a professional player, are vaccinated or not, I, I don't really care. And I know that sounds different considering the fact that we went on the Kyrie spree. The Kyrie spree was a different thing because there's actual consequences of it. We all know football. Football doesn't care because they have pushed games last year until like a Tuesday to make sure they were get their money. I really don't care. I and you, you guys think my um, my hate boner for Aaron Rodgers is so excessive that I'm like in that corner. Every day, all day, every day. Not really. He does not live in my head rent-free. He lives in my head when it's times like this where I feel super vindicated. It's knocking on that door. And, you know, opportunity knocks, and so does Charles being right about things. So here's the thing about (laughs) sweet old Aaron. You know, and that's why I was in the group chat with you guys when that particular text came out. And I was like, (laughs) is this true? You know, because I didn't know. I I literally didn't know. So Aaron Rodgers has COVID. We're going to start with that. Um, and I don't, I hope he's okay. This whole thing is not saying, oh, he was COVID, ha ha. That is not that what's over in this conversation. No. This conversation no, this is, is this, that. This has been something that's been built. It, it's been part of the narrative of Charles and the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fraudulent. <laughs> and you know what part of you being fraudulent is? is it's, being it's much inauthentic. like a good wrestling story, right? <laughs> yeah. Being fraudulent is also viewed as inauthentic, fake things like that so i didn't know that he went and said to the people oh yeah i've been immunized why because i don't follow it like that i don't i'm not 21 anymore man where i have to know what every person's doing every single way they but this man comes out as covid positive everybody in the packers has it it's like you know it's basically like the clap in a in in the frat house (laughs) at fsu's frat house um that's why i didn't go to fsu um (laughs) so well you know if it was the gators it'd be a murder party oh yeah you know it wasn't dark anyway everybody knows where everyone was running ship wise over there but so Devontae adams had it kurt benekit had it everybody has it blah 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 and Aaron Rodgers ends up getting it. But the whole presumption was that he had led people to believe, and I don't like the media spin on players. You know I don't. But he had led people to believe that he was vaccinated. I saw a thing. He goes and he says, uh, I'm immunized. I'm like, you, 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 you person. Mm. You, 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 you fraudulent, flagrant, <laughs> lying mf'er. Oh, it's just a shaving bump, baby. Nothing to worry about. That's who you are. Because don't insult our intelligence. Yeah, you went to UCAL, Berkeley, but you're not an astrophysicist. Um, and they say he's a smart guy. You want this guy to host Jeopardy? What? <laughs> you want that man to host Jeopardy? You want somebody who has class? You know who had a class? Alex Trebek. You know who doesn't have class? Him. Because now he has it. And it was never a debate about personal choice or no personal choice or anything like that. It was just more or less that you didn't have it. And then I, I don't know how much I believe of the idea of the homeopathic remedies. But then he was petitioning the NFL to go to alternative treatments. 
you have alternate treatments? You know what? My, you know, like you're a man of science or something like that. Do you have your own little lab with Poe Jeff Van Gundy? Because I'm Hispanic, buddy. You want to know what my alternative treatment is? It's two things. It's either sana sana colita de rana. If I don't go to a um, doctor, which literally translates to like you know, uh, pit, you know what, rat's tail, you know, uh, mm. frog butt, all that stuff. Mm. Or I go find somebody on Eighth Street who in that little like farm area that has a couple of chickens <laughs> hanging out. Yep. And one of those chickens ain't going to be ate for dinner. That, that, <laughs> that's the alternate medicine that my people and my culture would do if we didn't go see a doctor and we didn't go to science. So what you got, Aaron Rodgers from SoCal? <laughs> so he goes up there and it, 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 he strikes from me. Sprite. He, Sprite, oh yeah, McDonald's Sprite. You'll hear it all. Uh, now... It's like uh, no, that, that South Effect, the South Park episode with the with the SARS. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Uh, because what you strike me now as, you know what you strike me now as? Mentally soft. You don't want to fly out just tell people I'm not vaccinated. At least Cole Beasley and his dumb self was just kind of like putting the stances out there, and he stuck to his gums. He wasn't soft about it. whether or not he's right or wrong is irrelevant because at the end of the day, he's a grown man and he's employed by the Buffalo Bills, who you know is in part of the NFLPA, and they're not going to do anything to jeopardize. They'll just make exceptions because that's the safe catering that they have, unlike you know the NBA. But it seems to me Aaron Rodgers like, oh yeah, it's, it's a conference thing and his personal choice and all this other stuff. And I'm immunized, but really he didn't want to be like, oh, I don't want to because it hurts my feelings. He, I don't think he wanted to deal with criticism. Why? Because what I'm, I'm speculating right now, but I've earned this speculation. So I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it because he, he was the topic of all the criticism mm. this off season. Was he not mm-hmm. that he didn't like, anything that ever do and for yep. the people who loved him and revered him he came across as what petulant and selfish in the eyes of other myself included so little soft boy gonna cry and then uh, let's little let's compare let's cry? let's compare him to one of his peers that's also in the nfc tom brady who uh, tom brady? you know did his thing all right i don't know what his stance is on that stuff but he he didn't lie. He didn't say I did a home out. And you know, Tom Brady's one of those guys. And you if know? he if he lied, he didn't get caught with it because he learned from the best liar, which is who <laughs> Robert Kraft. <laughs> yeah, not enough. even Bill. So uh, now I gotta we jump play off. it like that. I gotta I gotta, I gotta jump off this Packers bandwagon now, man. I was oh, on no, it. Oh no, no. What All you right? want to know why? Because you ain't fraudulent. You know, I got I gotta pop up. I gotta I gotta but, get out of there. I love this because All here's right? the thing. <laughs> Your team, and I'm much like you. Funny. I really don't give a shit who's whatever, whatever. But this I is care fun. about liars. This is fun. this is funny to me, and this is gonna ruin my ability to to celebrate a Super Bowl championship in the future. So I, I can't be with a team like this. If you guys, sheesh, it's like I can't. I, I need a legitimate team. So I got to move on. I'll move on. Packers. I'm done. Move for the Panthers to the Packers. We're gonna go. I got. I get leaving the Panthers real quickly. The one thing I'll say about Aaron Rodgers, and I guess I'll just leave it at this, is just that because you have now tested positive, aside from, you know, not showing any symptoms that we don't know what the residue is going to be and all this other stuff, it's the fact that you're going to be gone for hmm. a minimum of maybe two games, assuming yeah, that you don't probably. suffer from any kind of um, symptoms from it. And what did I say about the NFL last week or when we were talking about um, – Lamar Jackson, it doesn't matter until someone dies of it. So what if the whole thing is he doesn't make it, man? Like something happens and he's just no bueno. 
Like, what if those things, because testing positive, one thing, there's been some people who have been successful and they've had no issues. Yeah. And there's other people where it has not been good. But what if Aaron Rodgers literally just cannot function now? You know, what what's going to happen there? And it's perspective because if you're, and this is why the NFL has to be harder on it. Because the idea, we all know why. Let's not delude ourselves. We all know why the whole policies were put into it. Money. You lose yeah. money. You lose money all between. And ownership needs to go and be like, yeah. hey, you know, I Who the hell wants to watch to... a Packers game now without Aaron Rodgers in the game? Well, this gives me a great opportunity to see Jordan Love. But Ooh. at the end of the day, to, you're protecting. Can Rodgers get farved? far for wrong reasons but at the end of the day it's called protecting investments not just human lives but investments you know it it really comes down to that but i don't know i don't this is just me to kind of revel in something um (laughs) that's the reason why i'm like oh this is way way too juicy (laughs) oh it was like the best thing charles yeah yeah because like i said like everything else i don't Uh dislike the guy right but it's all part sense. of it's all part of the narrative that has been building up for the last oh, three shit. years here. i died i didn't know where my guy was but it has built up it has built up because now i see you as sent that at the end of the day the takeaway i get from this is he's soft seriously <laughs> he probably just couldn't tell the media i don't want a vaccine whereas here we are joking about cole beasley but at the end of the day cole beasley ain't gonna lose sleep over us but it makes me feel that certain somebody felt very sensitive because the other question is, and this is terrible because it kind of goes back to the constant media. And I think I've even said this in my own hypocrisy is that we don't owe anybody explanations or anything, but it's literally like, but why would you state that? And I've been immunized and you know, you really haven't because the last time I checked, there was only one official thing to combat COVID and we're not counting because we're in Florida. The, um, the, reversal thing or Vertron or whatever the hell that DeSantis is trying to push on us mm. as an alternative that even though it costs you money when you get free vaccines so I don't understand. So is it because you want that beneficiary of medical receipts to get that and not, you know, the government to get back in? I don't understand. People are weird. Mm. Besides the point, it, it just kinda comes into it where like unless he's got the super duper, you know, um Sansana Rana or he knows some good shaman and the reason why I'm calling them shaman is because of the fact that there's too many to classify in the Hispanic hood up in this baby. Um, is the fact that uh, you know you're not sharing that, man? I mean, you went to California. I think I think some people there have some cool recipes, but I love it. I love it though. <sighs> I don't feel vindicated. I just feel <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's it for the, that. That's all the goons. That's uh, but it was pretty. Yeah, we had a lot. We had we had to talk about episode. Here we go. Uh, uh, and real quick, real MVP. Uh, once again, Kyle Beach, real MVP to you. For uh, for being brave and doing what you're doing, uh, to um, recount your story in front of people. Uh, second one that I got here, I'm not gonna harp on it too much, but Ernie Johnson. Um, oh yeah, uh, his uh, his son passed away, but he's he was been uh, his son was special needs and everything like that. Uh, his son his died young too. Uh, I think it was like 33. Um, yep. And so, but Ernie and, and there had been I think there was like a ESPN 60 thing about him and all that stuff, how he takes care of his son and everything. And of course, uh, you know, tribute and stuff uh, with uh, the guys on um, uh, on TNT. Oh, and, they do something for him? Uh, they talked about it, you know, in, in during the show. Um, I would bust out crying. With uh, Chuck and uh, Shaq and, and, and Kenny. So they were there uh, talking about that. And uh, Ernie Johnson's been, because of this, a massive 
and great advocate for uh, special needs children and everything like that. Um, so that's uh, really, we love Ernie Johnson. Oh, oh no, yeah, they're, on Twitter too, people were like, "I will not accept it, any." There's no false. There, I don't think any single NBA fan dislikes Ernie Johnson. So there you go. All right, so that's the real MVP, and uh, I guess see, Andrew's not here, so not really much on the college football. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll just pop that. into the NFL. We'll just go there. Let's let's, let's do it. it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. So, all right, Charles. Uh, we're we're not gonna get. Go to ahead. It. Start with it. Uh, no, no, we gotta we gotta leave it. All right, fine. We'll we'll start with. No, it. no, no, no. You know what? Marinate, it. marinate. It. Marinate all right, it. all right, do, fine. Do your thing. Okay, so NFL week eight, the Chargers are frauds. Chargers are frauds. Big time frauds. <laughs> that whole AFC West is fraudulent, though, so they're okay. Yeah, really. They could win it, and it still be. Um, God damn it. The Chiefs. Nothing um, seems game plan yeah, at all. Exactly. And that division. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Saints gave up everything just to beat the Bucks. <laughs> God. That, that is a pure Tony Stark moment from Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Hands um, down. Yeah. Um, you know, good on them for, for beating them, but, but at what cost? Trevor Simeon is the cost. At what cost? And, and I told my buddy, he's a Saints fan. He hates Cam Newton. I'm like, you're going to get Cam because that Trevor Simeon train cannot last forever. I'm just also just perplexed that Cam doesn't have a job. Um, but that's yeah. just me. But, but Trevor Simeon or, or Taysom Hill, who's still coming back from that concussion kind of thing, I'm like, ooh. Hmm. That's why it's always going to have a backup to your backup. But man, man, that's some. That's rough. And you don't have Michael Thomas either because now he's out because there's been debates about ankle injuries. So he's like, we're just going to trade them. I'm like, go ahead, trade them. You'll get some value. But it's it's a shame because that defense is strong. Yeah. Alvin Kamara's good. Whew. Yeah. So there's uh, there's that. Uh, I already mentioned the aforementioned Dolphins that I, I, I hate them. Uh, the New York Jets beat the Bengals. Mike White beat the Bengals. Yeah. Know? With Tyler Johnson beating the Bengals too. Yeah. Uh-huh. How does that feel, knowing that you a second-round pick is a game-changer? Because there was a certain second-round pick that just got traded away from the Broncos to the Rams in Von Miller, and he yeah. was a legacy in cornerstone. And you get Zach Wilson, who on paper looked bad every single game. And you can only be like, oh, he's a rookie. So long to me, gentlemen and ladies. Mm. And, and then you just get um, – lost my train of thought. It's coming back to me. And then you just get Mike White from western yeah. kentucky mm-hmm. just put up 400 yards making that offense seem good oh, and maybe yeah. that Bengals defense just had a bad i'll give Bengals defense has a bad day um if they were given like 300 yards and they yeah. still got the win but here's the thing about mike white afc north um, teams def- te- are definitely inconsistent enough to have like games like that so yeah yeah i mean look we lost the Jets too and i, I said no, i'm not concerned about it i literally told you that i'm like that happens but it's the style performance where the man threw two picks i was like i'm just gonna go win this and he did and I don't think people appreciate that mm-hmm. kind of that great. It was like, oh, it's, it's just a pick. It was a pick in the first quarter. We're not done yet. Whereas Zach Wilson's like, I threw a pick. Oh, no. <laughs> I did a duty in my pants. Yeah. That's that's the vibe that you yeah. get with Zach Wilson. He does not look composed. How do we know them? That, that Patriots game? Whew. Which one? The one where he threw all the picks. Mm. There is There was no strong vibe from it. So good for my play. Yeah, I hope he he gets that. Uh, let's see. What and then else? they even had to hire John Beck, your former uh, Dolphin, yeah, um, mm-hmm. to to be on staff to help coach him better. What does that say? Where you gotta get a guy who's like, I can coach him, but 
I couldn't do <laughs> not, anything in the NFL well. myself. <laughs> well, if you can't do teach, right? Uh, okay. Uh, the Chiefs barely beat the New York Giants. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, Is it a Patrick Mahomes problem? Because you get the listen, people throw picks all the time, but I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna put this whole blame on Patrick. One interception, one fumble. It's not like that's what caused you yeah. to like not get it. People are so silly with yeah. what they want to hate on. Then we got uh, the Cowboys beating the Vikings. <sighs> so Mike Zimmer beat the Vikings. That yeah, I watched that game. Yeah, it was that was not a fun game to watch. And, and my buddy texted me. He was like, "Cowboys still fake to you?" Because he's a Cowboys fan. I'm like, I'm like, no. Like, it, for some reason, every time there's a final minute in the game, Mike Zimmer's like, I'm not going to coach anymore. The bobble <laughs> by Amari Cooper was beautiful. But that was a pick. Hmm. And the defender couldn't even get that going fully. And uh, Vikings are just not enjoyable to watch. No, no they're not. They're not. They're, once again, we started the season, they're, they're not a good team. So, so <laughs> um uh, Seahawks beat the Jaguars, but whatever. That's yeah. 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 The hate train. Uh, the hate train. Panthers. No to lose yeah. Panthers beat the Falcons. All right. Yeah, uh, barely. Right. Poor, poor, poor Matt Ryan. Everybody yeah. wants to trade away. Calvin really doesn't <laughs> want to play anymore for whatever issues he has. And respect it, man. It's weird because my nosy ass is like, what's the mental health issues? But then at the end of the day, you know, he's an adult. We don't yeah. need to go from there. Yeah. And then poor Matt Ryan, though, his performance, you need something. Kyle Pitts is still a tight end at the end day so he he's he can't be the main wide receiver um and that's going to help you win because then you're going to fall into the tony gonzalez effect where like you're gonna be on a chief scene that never took you anywhere because you are really one position playing at another position understanding that um but they, they got really nobody else they didn't prep for they were in salary cap hell and then mm. poor matt ryan gets his hand like stepped on yeah. and people are like oh statistically speaking that was the worst game of career i'm like look at his hand like common sense tells you like you can't yeah. go are, are you are you just I'm surprised ignorant? he's playing i honestly i'm surprised he's playing so i, I don't I, it's not really worth it for me if i'm the falcons um yeah. well, so that contract maybe i i know but still still try and squeeze some value out of it by not playing him just by saying. sending him to the miami dolphins uh, I, I don't even know anymore <laughs> Uh, I mean, listen, I'll say it, though, with that team. If, listen, if you put Matt Ryan at that helm, imaginary world contract-wise, not issue, and you just need a standard QB with, with those supposed weapons and a running back, whew, yeah, I can get behind that. Oh. Uh, Niners beat the Bears, 33-22. Eagles beat the Lions. Jimmy G. The Ugh. Lions are awful. How, how is this, how is this Jeff, Jared Goff's fault? I... <laughs> because dan campbell is but dan campbell literally called him out last week and says it's on him he's got to do better and i'm like but there's there's no way there's just no way it's not his fault all right he just he just like name me three receivers on his team i had to find out who they were i have no idea outside of i don't outside of golf i don't know who's on the lions Quintus Cephas. <laughs> and the only reason that. Amon St. Brown. And of course, Ross St. Brown. You know, the only reason I remember Dan Campbell, of course, was like his brief interim sit with the Dolphins. So, yeah. yeah. And any man who goes and says, we'll bite you at the kneecaps, is not somebody I want as a coach because if I bite your kneecap, you're going to knee me in my face. I'm going to lose my teeth. I'm a man of, like, <laughs> knowledge yeah. when it comes to that. It doesn't kids. make any logical sense to bite someone's kneecaps. It, it's a meathead. <laughs> it's a meathead answer. <laughs> It's such uh, a mean Steelers beat the Browns 15 to 10. Do you 10. think Dan Campbell's favorite beer is Ice House beer? <laughs> he strikes me as that guy. Uh, uh, Steelers beat the Browns 15 to 10. 
what a um, shit show the Browns are. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, OBJ. It's like every year. Last year I liked them. This year I yeah. don't care. You got OBJ's dad tweeting, <laughs> sending Instagram videos. Is he wrong? <laughs> I guess not, but. Because there's a lot of Baker Mayfield supporters and we weren't, like he's made that franchise relevant because they have not had quarterbacks. Right. However, like remember, they had the softest system last year with like, we have not one, but two starting running backs and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to make sure Baker doesn't have to throw. Food for thought, ladies and gentlemen. Exhibit A. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next is, uh, let's see. Um, what else we had here? Yeah, we had the Thursday night football game, of course. Boy, we are that good. Uh, oh, Ky- Kyler Murray is a fraudulent, yeah. and it made yeah. me feel good. Yeah. So, so there's that. This is just be me being right yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. It came at a cost. It came at a cost, Charles, and we're got, we're gonna get to it. The Rams beat the Texans, so the Rams are looking good. So there you go. And uh, all right, we're, we're here, Charles. We're here. I'm gonna let you do the intro. And then, so you know it's coming. Well, the, the episode of this uh, is titled <laughs> "The Henry Footy," because uh, uh, yeah, pulley, but, you know. yeah, and then no, we got the PD pulley coming soon. So. <laughs> coming soon uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Andrew we miss you but sometimes oh God. I sometimes you go off the rails I had to alright Charles your beloved Titans and a game that honestly shouldn't have been like this but go to overtime right 34-31 against the Indianapolis Colts who have some fight in them I, I will say that the Colts have had some fight in them this season right Right, they they they've they haven't really been like laying down uh, to any of their opponents, but Charles, this came at a huge cost. You're, you're uh, we're not gonna have any more Henry Handies. It's done. It's over. It's over. The MV like this, I, I, and I, I I feel you, man. I feel you because this happened. Um, Aaron Eckblad for the Panthers last season uh, looked like he was gonna win the Norris Trophy, best defensive player in the NHL. Breaks his leg. Panthers were on. A, I mean, he was he like he was transcendent as a defendant in that season, and he's gone. So I I honestly feel you, man. <laughs> I feel you. You're all I ever wanted. You're all I ever needed, yeah. So Derek, tell me what to do now, cause, cause, us, I want you back, dude. As sung by the great NSYNC, led by Justin Timberlake, who used to date Britney Spears, now married to Jessica Biel. That's how I felt with what happened on Sunday. And I knew it was going to be out of cost, Francisco. We knew it was going to happen. And... Every time I look at Derrick Henry, I feel like the Wolverine meme where he has the portrait there. Yeah, yes. And I'm singing, baby, come back. You could put the blame on me. I was fooled. Something, something. The rest of the song that comes in, I still think the answer is very wrong. I I just can't live without you. Can't live without you, baby. Baby, come back. So the expectation is six to ten weeks. So it's possible that AFC South Division is trash. We are going to win that division. We are six and one. We are the best team in the AFC. That's the, like the irony of it. We Mike Rabel just plays winning football or coaches winning football. He, he doesn't have a stellar offense. The defense comes and goes. Carson Wentz won us that game. All the same, that hurt like a bitch. Um, and we knew it was gapping. And you didn't hear my live reaction. I just accepted it. 
I was like, all right. Yeah. Because what else could have happened? Our nice shiny toy, Julio Jones, not available, obviously. Mm. Um, everything else that comes in. So we're on a different mindset. It, it, we're on that new-ish that has to come in because I, I really, I really have thought early, to be honest with you, than Adrian Peterson. And for obvious reasons, is the fact that there's no burst and explosion because with Todd Gurley, I know he can do one thing. I know he can get on that goal line. You give him on the first down, he's going to run that all in. On the yeah. Phone. Oh, no. That's true. You know, with Peterson, I really don't know. And Jeremy McNichols. He's older, too. Um, is sparingly used. Yeah. And Darrington Evans, who was our second round pick last year, has not played a game with us. Because he's always hurt. No, so that you, you need outside pick. help. You need outside help for this one. You can't and we still might else. get him. And people are like, oh, I'm surprised they didn't trade for anybody. Well, Marlon Mack wasn't coming to us. There was no way the Colts were going to give him to us. Get out of here. You know, there was like not going to happen. And what am I going to do? Trade for the Baltimore Ravens running backs who are just equally as bad? Um, they're running Devontae Freeman. They're running Le'Veon Bell, all, you know, barely. Why am I going to just go to Dollar Tree and try to expect that I'm going to get Don Perrier? It's going to get Dollar Tree stuff. I, I can get the Adrian Peterson signing for one very valid reason. He's a north-south guy. We need a north-south guy. Our offense is going to shift. It's going to change. That's how it has to go. Okay, that's fine. I accept that. Um, A.J. Brown's coming along, and if we could just get Julio Jones on the field, I'd be very happy. Now, mind you. I did say that Julio was not going to play all 17 games this season. You know this. So this is where it matters. This is where it's important. Let the defense come together. And hear me out. Six to ten weeks, if he's good on week nine, we're not going to get the number one seed. That was never projected. But if yeah, we you, get you, you, the... you honestly didn't expect number one, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, your, your expectations were actually pretty tempered when we started the season. Yeah. Week one, but if we yeah. get to the first week of the playoffs, if we get there and he's available, you call him because do you want to play our team in the, in the postseason? Hmm. We don't lose. You take away the Jets loss, which we almost came back and won. It's a perfect record. We find ways to win. You wanted to say the Buffalo Bills win was a fluke, but they barely beat Miami. And what has Charles been saying since the start of the season? He ain't scared of Buffalo. Take every win. The problem is with the media and fan bases that are not my fan base. I look at the Bills, and I just wanted to say this. I look at the Bills, and it's a good team, but I I can't see them winning a Super Bowl right now. I I don't think they're going to beat anybody out from the NFC. Like if, the Bills, let's say you put them yeah. against the Cowboys. I don't think they beat the Cowboys, but no, yeah. Which I would take that just for the ramifications of history. Any oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> any day of the week, mm. any day of the week. But I, the Bills, you know, the Bills. You know what you're getting. It's a prototypical team, but their weaknesses are glaring. It's just you've been sold on the idea of the presumptive. Yeah, they're in Kansas a City. Too, so. Yeah, Kansas City. I think could get it together, honestly. But I think that about any team that has it's Kansas not like they're City, Kansas City's not the Dolphins who's one in seven. Yeah, but Kansas City is one of those teams that's like and it might be like the the fact that they've been in the playoffs so many years and, and it's wearing on their bodies as as a unit. That yeah, that could sure. be a thing. A championship well not a championship law, but the you know, Super Bowl law, because they were they were in there last year and all that stuff. It might be just that too. Or it might just be like the 
it's like what players actually suck yeah i mean that or it's just they feel like they could turn it on but can they turn it on in time right yeah because you know you could try and get the the engine revved up but are you going to get it revved up on time or is you know the the whole like is the getaway car ready to go right or are you going to get shot so that's that's how it's going to go i'm surprised Mm. we did not make that sexual i'm proud of you oh (laughs) but i am i concerned sure do i accept it yeah am i freaking out no because at at the end of the day the reason why we got the julio jones if you've been keeping note and paying attention was because we said we need somebody that's going to win us the game derrick henry keeps you in the game but at some point if there is the shootout if there is all that stuff that comes in what I'm saying is that we construct an offense that need to be there all basis because what are we trying to do? We're trying to evolve. That's Ooh. what it is. Look at the paper. Look at the paper. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You know, what, what, if we were truly just going to be this running base team like the Seattle Sea Frauds who really just on the nose are not built for it, you know, they, they, they're a very similar team. We're like, we're going to be a running team. And then they lose Chris Carson and they're just atrocious with Rashad Penny, Travis Homer, and – don't kill me and um the other guys that they have in there alex collins i believe is their lead back to it so there's some things that are not functionally working but for us we're just like no 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 we're going to try to evolve we believe that we love derrick he's a fantastic player you know we we love derrick henry charles loves derrick henry we named you a segment onto it however what's charles doing and what the times are doing to say all right but we can't do it just on him alone that's the reason why i went out for julio did we not that's why we saw mm-hmm. josh reynolds who hasn't done anything that's why we're letting and hiles westbrook do some stuff because we're recognizing what is truly needed i would say mm-hmm. for victory can we get it done i don't know tano hasn't played exceptionally well but can tano just play what he needs to play can that's, he just what he the, needs yeah, to be we'll see we'll see this is this is a moment to actually prove that he just that he's uh uh not miami dolphins ryan tano you know? Yeah. There we go. But he's got a better team around him anyway. So. Yeah. You don't win the game by running right. 200 yards and three exactly. touchdowns. That's an anomaly. It's just the guy's impressive. Yeah. The, exactly. the biggest damper is that I truly believe this was a season to acknowledge the fact that he was MVP. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. There, there was nobody else on that field yeah. that convinced me otherwise, and you know that. Yeah. Okay, Charles. So that's NFL, and I want to – just a quick NHL stuff. There's the, the uh, Jack Eichel. Out in Buffalo, he's unhappy. He hasn't been playing with them. Uh, there's trade rumors right now. Kevin Weeks just saying that the Flames are the front runners to get him, so he might be popping out to Calgary. So we'll see how that turns out. But as of right now, it's going to be a whole thing. I don't know if they'll finally pull a trigger, finally get him out of there. So we'll see. So that's that's the Buffalo Sabers. As uh, other NHL talk, uh, aside from that, I just have the three stars from the past week. Got Jacob Markstrom out in Calgary as well. With uh, he he was the first number one star for the past week. Uh, saved ninety three out of ninety four shots for a nine eighty nine save percentage. He was almost perfect for for three games. He went three and two shutouts, a point oh three like point three three goals against average. Like he only he only allowed one damn goal in a week. So there's that. Drake Batherson out in Ottawa got a hat trick. And then uh, two assists in a different game. So and the so for the, for the Ottawa Senators and Alex Killorn, out in Tampa, left winger, four goals, two assists, six points over the 
last week. So there you go. And I forgot to mention the NBA Players of the Week. We had uh, Rudy Gobert out in out in uh, Utah. Yeah. So Rudy Gobert for for the for the Western Conference, and he uh, what they went three and one. The Jazz sixteen point three points per game. 15.5 rebounds per game because you know he's going to get his rebounds. 77% from the field. And then uh, uh, my man crushed Monday every day. Jimmy Butler, player of the week for the Miami Heat. To quote Easter Jeremy Conference. Taché, Jim VP. Yeah, yeah. He went 4-0, right? Jimmy, 28 points per game. 8 rebounds per game. 5.3 assists per game. I love that man. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. Okay. He's all you ever wanted. He's exactly. all you ever needed. Uh, and, and like I said, it's not it's 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 not even purely sexual. I honestly feel like we could make a really great couple. So there you go. Anyways, Charles, what makes a really great couple is uh, you in the cage, right? Ooh, it's gonna it's gonna be a short cage too. Okay. Welcome everybody. Your weekly trueplex, the cage with Charles. Full disclaimer: wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. It is a song and dance. It is a merit of championships, chasing championship men and women trying to establish their legacy, beat the holy hell out of each other, and sometimes wrestling is at a rest point. That's where I feel that we would be at this juncture at this moment, Francisco, and anybody else who's listening, because WWE-wise, we're building up to Survivor Series. AEW-wise, we're building up to Full Gear. Full Gear is next week, 10 days from now, November 13th. So we're going to save that to make an all-AEW segment, I would feel, works out. With New Japan, with Impact, there's not a lot of kind of going on, and right now we're in kind of like that whole quiet phase so it's like okay oh, charles you'll be proud of this? me i watched a bunch of koda ibushi highlights oh i love me some koda <laughs> i love me some koda he yeah. just wants to die for us though it's, that's the problem that's what i was saying i'm like this is scary <laughs> new japan was, they go hard yeah man. well i mean it's part of the majesty of, of 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 the athleticism for sure yeah. but yeah, man I mean, the guy is physically in shape oh no no he's beyond belief oh yeah no there's it's you yeah he, he's he's a literal anime character brought to life, <laughs> and, and he he has some talent. And that that injury that he took um, really hurt him in the G one climax. Not that I think he would have been the guy who won it all. I think Okada still would have gotten it. But it, it's just such a darn shame when people get injured and they kind of lose that effect that comes into it. But Koda's good. Him and Zack Saber usually put on a show anytime they go against each other. Same thing with him and my boy. Um, yeah. And I read something that he could actually like. You could put him in like any sort of uh, situation. He'd find a way to make it yeah. interesting. Yeah, he he could do cruiserweight. He could do everything like that. He could do technical wrestling. He could do high offense. He could do you know just kind of like that beat the hell out of each other kind of thing. Oh my god, why is this guy's name blanking on me? It really shouldn't be the one from Los Ingobernables de Japón that I love so much. Tetsuya Naito. Wow, but him and Naito they have some highlights that are just banging. But Koda, we like Koda. Koda is hurt, so I guess we'll just go with the New Japan stuff. Um, Zack Saber and Tingo, uh, Shingo Tagagi are going to go against each other at Power Struggle. After that, um, I believe Okada is going to be defending his G1 Climax briefcase against Tonga Lao, uh, or is it Thomas Tonga? You know, that's usually getting your guaranteed shot. Nothing a lot going on there. They're still kind of doing their own gigs. So I won't spend too much time on them. Impact. Digital Media Championship, we already kind of talked about it. We know Moose and Josh Alexander are kind of feuding. They're going to build into that. That's going to be an awesome feud. I hope it come into it, but nothing too crazy about impact. 
Ring of Honor. Actually, I should start with this. We sparingly talk about Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, I feel, has been the the organization that has suffered the most with the pandemic, like mm. terribly with the pandemic. And so Ring of Honor announced that they are going to go through an entire reshuffle. They're going to release all the people whose contracts expire by January. Actually, if they are going to have their contract expire by January, it's going to, they're already free agents. They're going to take a pause after their pay-per-view and then come back in the second quarter in April of 2022. And they're also going to release other people as well. And this is an interesting demographic to me or or dynamic. It's almost like a hard reset. It's a super hard reset. And it's not like WCW 2.0 and Vince Russo coming in there. It's basically them saying we can't logistically survive and we have to see where the money is coming from. And some people have hard feelings on it. A lot of people don't want, they want to compare it to WWE or WWE had money and they didn't release anybody or they released people, but they weren't like substantially losing money. But this is the consequences of covid this is the consequence of the pandemic this is the consequences to not having maybe a strong um streaming demographic or um network base such as tnt or usa or fox and it also goes to show that it creates a two-way issue one there's people without jobs two there's going to be some buyers out there but what if the buyers don't want to buy you know players only love it when you're playing right as Fleetwood max said what does this impact with who can sign where if the money is not there? AEW can't sign off everybody. They got a lot of WWE cast offs. I got to go with WWE doesn't want to sign necessarily everybody. If they're looking to build in new future stars and the people that were released were like Shane Gresham and Jay lethal who have been, they have a couple of, you know, treads on those tires long in the tooth situations. What do you do about the championships? Is it everything's going to come back and no one's the champion and you're just going to have it as a free for all. It's very sad. It's very disappointing. And it's one of those things where you expected it to happen anyway. AEW is playing with a lot of big daddy money um, and TNT. And then WWE was always going to be fine, in my opinion, when the pandemic started. But this is what almost two years leads us to. So there's going to be a lot of free agents out there. And the problem is, man, to go when you're having like a consistent contract and then now you're a full independent wrestler, what's what's your fallback option? What's your liability? I mean, wrestling is hard to get insurance anyway to begin with, but now you're not going to get your contractual stuff. And what they're saying is we're not severing you and then giving you severance pay. We're just letting you, we're just releasing you now. And then everybody else who has contracts will be good at that point. It's basically saying, you know, they're saying you want to go, go. If you want to leave, leave. I ain't going to chase you. Are they going to bring people back? Maybe there's some wrestlers who are still green that they're not going to come back. And then the question is, is that what does a relaunch look like? Are you actually going to try something different? Probably to get the appeal of networks or are you just going to let it be? I don't I know. Mean, but they even put all the, the Ring of the Honor library I, tapes on there. Like uh, from the very little, the Ring of Honor usually pops up like after like the baseball game on Bally Sports or something like that, right? You know? um, I think they're on Axis. No, um, Impact's on Axis, and then Ring of Honor's like another one, but it's on the yeah. streaming services. Aren't but they like on Roku need... or something? Uh, maybe. No, that's New Japan. Oh, that's New Japan. Whoops. I'm and on. New Japan even suffered a little bit too because a lot of their wrestlers are international based, so you're not even getting mm. that as well. And I felt that some of the organizations that handled off the talent was there to sustain each other, but Ring of Honor didn't hand off any talent to it. The only thing they got going on now is the Briscoe brothers defending or winning the GCW Game Changer Wrestling Tag Team Champions. And Charles doesn't like GCW because I'm not a deathmatch guy. I'll say it right now. For those who like it, that's your cup of tea. 
Okay, that's fine. Some people like their steaks well done instead of the proper way, proper way of rare, but that's your decisions. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of concerning because it makes you wonder how Impact still stays around, but they have Anthem money. And Ring of Honor, I think, is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. So that's some money too, but when you have these television organizations out there, it's going to be very tough to, <laughs> to accumulate everything that you need. That's just the way the world goes. Um, AEW, lightly talk on it because we're going to have really more of an AEW show next week, but you're building into full gear. Highlight match is going to be Kenny Omega defending the AEW World Championship against Hangman Adam Page. They dress up at Ghostbusters at last um, week's Dynamite. I thought that stuff was hysterical because wrestling should be serious a fight a comedy a soap opera and amusing but the one thing wrestling always needs to be it needs to be be something that you appreciate and i appreciate those goofy elite that is the young bucks adam cole baby and kenny omega dressing up as the ghostbusters and adam hangman page being stay puff and i watched ghostbusters over the weekend on halloween so it was more appropriate onto it um tag team titles we'll discuss more when that comes up they haven't fully set out the card they're doing the tbs eliminator tournament they're doing the tnt eliminator tournament and i went back and forth on it because dynamite is tonight it is on wednesday it's going now so i'm just going to touch on point to it john moxley entering in-house patient for alcohol addiction alcoholism whatever you want to call it um i like moxley i was liking where he was going in AEW because it seemed as if he was going to go to being a heel something's happened life happens tony khan just kind of announced it out of nowhere on twitter he said he got permission they're going to address it they're going to know who his replacement is for the tournament because it was going to lead to him versus dan or brian danielson still weird for me to say it two months later um brian danielson um, to appear at that finals, my guess. And now things kind of change and go from there. All I could say with respect to being fairness, because wrestling's weird, man. And I'm looking into some stuff and I talk to you about it um, and reading into it because Twitter was fine. And then what we saw was what, you know, I went onto the wrestling boards and everybody is either a critic, a doctor, or they're basically a preacher. And I can just say, best of luck you know mox go from there it's very it's been a weird couple of days so it's kind of like damp you know and that's with the sports world for me like oh derrick henry's hurt aaron boone's still my manager this is terrible and now moxley's gonna go and you know deal with his life but best of luck to him i was going back on fourth if i was gonna address it but it is something big um i feel it also goes to show that these people are entertainers and are human beings and it's one of the things i would tell social media is just stop being a dick let people be things, but quit being mm. dick right now. Then, yeah, WWE. Um, it's, it's a slow reset, man. That's what it feels like with the WWE draft. I have watched Raw, I didn't watch Raw Monday because I decided to play Deathloop. We'll see if Charles likes that or not. Um, three hours into it, I, I kind of like it. I like it a lot. I'm not gonna say that I love it, but I think I love it. Um, Arcane Studios has to earn my trust back after that terrible game, Prey. But you're building on the storylines. Interesting note, Roman Reigns was not on SmackDown um, last week, and they still pulled in, I believe, a million viewers on FS1 because Roman was preempted because of the World Series. So good on them. They don't really have anything going on for SmackDown that I've been like invested in. Raw is more or less about Big E and Seth Rollins and maybe a little bit of Kevin Owens has been introduced there. The drama with Charlotte and Becky, I think I talked about it lightly. 
last week? No, I didn't because it was Friday. So basically what they were deciding to do with the women's titles was to just change them over. And then I guess there was a miscommunication between Charlotte and Becky and they just started like talking smack in real life. And I was like, holy crap, this is great. Um, and, you know, th- there's a lot of people who think they know everything bashing in and going from there. But wrestling itself, the wrestling hasn't been bad. They had Finn Balor versus Chad Gable on um monday i was like holy crap you know that that's some quality wrestling it's just i don't have stories that are being brought in now we're doing biggie versus seth and i still feel that's too soon because it makes me feel like seth's not gonna win i think seth should be the guy who takes off a of biggie but everything's gonna be building up the survivor series later month was survivor series the two brands going against each other are they gonna have titles defended or is it gonna be champion versus champion in a basically an exhibition spot you see i can go all for biggie and roman but the problem is someone's gotta win Unless you're just going to do a cop out and just have, you know, someone interfere like they always do in a Roman match. Or what are you going to do with the women's now that Becky and Charlotte have some real life brief? Are any of them even going to be champions at that point? We know that Biggie and we know that Roman are going to be safe, but who's to say that Becky and Charlotte are going to still hold on to their titles? Becky defended the title on Raw against Bianca Belair, cheated to win, and now we have Liv Morgan who's going to be going against her. Are we going to do anything with the King of Ring or the Queen Crown or the Queen of the Ring, whatever they want to call it now? Are we going to give them a substantial push? Are we going to do something for Xavier who's on SmackDown? Are we going to find a way to loop him into the main event? I'm not crazy about it because I always felt the King of the Ring was better for a mid-card dominancy, um, considering the fact that everybody who got it as King of the Ring propelled themselves to becoming a world champion. Steve Austin, Triple H, um, a few other people coming there, but they went through the basis of going through the mid-card. Curious to see what happens. I'd be happy for Zelina Vega to do something. I just need the four horsewomen that consist of Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and Bailey to just not hold the titles for a bit. You have a massive roster of women that can perform, that can go see what they can do with the belt. You don't have a storyline for them. That's fine. Let the storyline write itself. You can figure out once you put a title on somebody, how to approach it. Do they make him heel? Do they make a face? They did have Shotzi Blackheart turn heel, beat up Sasha Banks. I can get behind it because what SmackDown, I feel Raw has been lacking when it comes to the women's wrestling is secondary storylines outside the title. I said to you a couple weeks ago, write me a storyline that doesn't involve um, a championship. It's harder than you think. But Right now, I'm still in the meh thing. I, I didn't watch Raw. I probably won't watch Raw for like another three weeks because let me go to the gym. Let me take the opportunity to play video games. But then it'll build more to it. But if you had to say what's the cage match to it, it's a house show cage match, meaning I'm not going to have to go hardcore for the cage. It's still there. I still acknowledge you, but we're going to go through on the beats. And I feel like I'm probably missing one more thing. So let me just go through my cage notes. That's right, kids. I go on notes. I check some things out before I make that full out determination if i'm sick of everything um kyle riley might be leaving wwe i wouldn't be surprised kyle riley was part of undisputed era feuding fathom cole adam cole left kyle riley's contracts can go up he's not going to want to probably be part of nxt 2.0 maybe he'll go over to AEW. but this is the problem too is that is grass always green on the other side when you're a free agent what are you looking for opportunity wise as wrestler to be on the shows more to be on TV more, to win championships, establish your name. I'm curious to see what everybody wants because it might be different than what everybody else needs. Um, Callisto just appeared on AEW Dynamite. He is now Samurai Del Sol, but that's who he was in the Indies. We like Callisto. He's a good guy. We're Samurai Del Sol. We like him. Listen, it's tough for me to learn new names when you're this name for so long, so give me a chance. I promise you. But um, I'm interested. The one other thing I will tell you is that AEW and Impact's working relationship francisco is now over so we are going to see what everybody can do on their own separate organization hopefully 
going from there. So that's all I got for you this week on the cage. All right. Okay. <laughs> let's let's close it out. So that's it. I think we've pretty much I think we covered pretty much the gamut of everything. So that's 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 it for us guys. One twenty. We'll see you guys next week for one twenty one. Have a good night. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whatever. Bye bye. Take care.